0: At some point, I think Jerk might start singing School's Out. We'll see. EK65 hits 100 points. We got a season epilogue for you. It's the final pugnologist of the season. Last day of school, people. I guess we'll see if Eric Carlson's in the intro next season, huh? <laughs> Welcome to show 192, last of the season. It's the unfiltered, unedited, uncensored, commercial-free sharks podcast that is the Pucknologist here on Tealtown USA. Remember, you can keep us commercial-free by using that super chat option during the live shows. Better yet, find us on Venmo at Tealtown USA. And uh, shout out to Chris Hogue who came in hot on Venmo this week. Thank you so much. It goes a long way to helping out the podcast. We uh, certainly appreciate it. However, if you are new here, remember to hit the subscribe button and leave your take in the comments section of the video if you're not with us live. If you're audio only on your favorite podcast app, make sure you subscribe there. And evidently, if you're watching on YouTube via a mobile device, uh, apparently there are emoji options now, so have fun with those. There's like hearts and hundreds and faces. So whatever, but it's all fun. Right. And, uh, you know, we're on social media. Great. All right, jerk. We're finally here. <laughs> Seems like we waited six months.
1: Took long enough.
0: Fucking a. Sharks end the season with six straight losses. They picked up six points or I'm sorry, zero of six points this week going oh, three and oh. The Sharks finished the season with a record of 22, 44, and 16, good for 60 points. The Sharks' worst point total over 82 games since 95-96, or what Jerk calls the season he
1: was born. More or less.
0: Uh, Sharks finished 7th in the Pacific Division, 29th in the league this week. EK hit 100 in Winnipeg. Kakanen set a career high in Calgary. And deja vu all over again in Edmonton. Strap in, grab a cold one. We got a ton to get to tonight. The season eulogy should be fun. But shall we just, I don't know, start with an image that just kind of summarizes the entire season in a nutshell? I think that's about it. (laughs) I think that explains the entire season. Here's the franchise. And yeah. Yeah. Does that, Dude, does that hit the nail on the head any harder? It's pretty close. <laughs> All right, let's start with Winnipeg. Reimer starts. Uh, Winnipeg, this is their game in hand on Calgary, up by one in the standings for second in the wild card. And uh, eight Sharks played in this game that started the season somewhere else. That was kind of fun. Of course, Robbins and Raska getting called up. Uh, Bordolo already there, but uh Hey. Vlasic ended up going out for the season in the previous game, joining Barabanov, Janssen, and Lindblom. So Robbins gets his NHL debut. Konejov is recalled. Some interesting lines and pairs, to say the least. I mean, dude,
1: Bordalo, Robbins, and Raska? Kuda line! I really feel like just looking at the lines over this week, it it felt very much like a, you know... Let's just throw it out there and kind of <laughs> try and get to the end of the week.
0: Throw it at the wall see what sticks.
1: Yeah, it kind of feels like, you know, you have that <clears throat> you know, you you to to continue with this school uh, comparison, right? Where maybe all year you're dealing with that uptight, you know, kind of teacher and then it's the last day of school and it's like, well, you know, or maybe even like, you know, I've had it happen before where it's like, well, you know, we still have 3 more days of school, but we finished our lesson plan, so we're <laughs> going to watch back to the future. Hell yeah. <laughs>
0: Dude, you know, and it's like, all was, right, I,
1: mean, I guess that's just what we're doing.
0: <laughs> was there anything better when they rolled in that TV on the stand? Oh, it's the best. It's the best. <laughs> Dude, you knew you were having a, uh, having a day. <laughs> or at the very least, a class. So, you love to see a give and go. Peterson and EK65, and he gets his 99th point, 24 seconds in. Would later score his second of the night to finally reach the uh, century mark there. His 25th goal of the season coming on a rare power play tally. Uh, we even saw Thrun getting a look with Ek sixty five. We'll see if that continues next season. Couture gets his seven hundredth NHL point with an assist, joining Pavelski, Thornton, and Marlow as the only Sharks to reach seven hundred. And teal dude, you are a Peterson guy. What'd you? Uh, wh- how'd you like that give and go, dude? That was that was pretty sick.
1: Yeah, I, I, he's definitely playing like a guy who belongs to be there right i mean Mm -hmm. you how many (laughs) how many uh about to disparage reedy or (laughs) no i'm just (laughs) you know how many guys over the last four years have we seen come in and it's like well this is a guy we'll see what happens right and then nothing happens you know and so i feel like similar to and and not to say that it's a, a direct comparison by any any stretch but you remember like You know, when Kenezov came in, it was like, okay, this guy's kind of a little bit of an unknown. Let's see. Right. And that ended up being a nice little deal for the Sharks and kind of the same thing with Peterson. Now, obviously, there are a handful of people, myself included, who are like, yeah, this is a sneaky, good little player to get. But you never really know. Right. Uh, And
0: proven to be a smart get so far.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's Uh, it's it's, it's not
0: Barbana for Suomela, but it's getting there.
1: Not yet. (laughs) I mean, let and you know, to not don't want to go too far down, but like, you know, and we, I think we know why, but you know, last year with Dallas, he had 12 goals. Good little, good little season there. And then Pete DeBoer comes in after one game. Yeah, I don't need this guy. (laughs) Put him in the AHL. (laughs) And and then he comes to the sharks and yes, it's, I'm going to be the first to tell you, it's a small sample size, but this is what the sharks need. They need, I'll say intriguing. They need intriguing play from guys who aren't making a lot of money. Right. And Peterson looks to be that kind of guy. Now, as I said, he's only played 11 games, but you know, kind of like what I said last week. And I think you'll agree with me here where with what he's done already between before pre sharks and what he did with the sharks this year, I'm kind of of the belief that he is a step above, you know, those cluster of guys who's going to be fighting for a spot. like, I would almost wager that Peterson has a spot and, you know, is only going to lose it. Say he gets hurt or like arrested or something. You know what I mean?
0: (laughs) If he goes straight Mark Bell, I got you. Yeah. Oh, man. John coming in on the super chat. Thank you so much, John. We appreciate that. Great shows this season. See you next year. I mean, we'll hang out until the end of this one, won't you? (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> i know what happened i don't need to watch <laughs> <laughs> exactly it, it's gonna be real interesting just going back to peterson it's gonna be real interesting because he is an rfa with the arbitration rights i'm gonna be really curious to see what happens here
0: love it love to like, see it. we'll get we'll get to cat friendly in a little yeah. bit uh It'll that, be interesting yeah the things you hate to see of course the dude the Cuda line got a little rinsed in this one <laughs> Uh, it's another game where the Sharks score first, can't hold the lead, and Arizona ends up being the only team the Sharks swept this season to the delight of uh Swift Sharks. You'll remember <laughs> if <laughs> when we lose to Arizona, I'll donate 50. And unfortunately, they I mean, lived <laughs> he, dude picked the one team. <laughs> and this would uh, be the sixth or the third straight game that the Sharks allowed six goals in. Ugh, you hate to see it. The, but you want to talk home cooking, EK65, you know, hits the century mark. You think that, hey, maybe, we'll, okay, we probably got to give him the number one star for that. And then, pff, nope, Morrissey, Lowry, then EK65.
1: But I guess there, whatever. What do what do I always say about the three stars? A <laughs> so bunch me. of rigged bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, then we move on. Oh, that was, uh, did
0: I even say the score? It was a 6-2 loss. Um, so we move on to the Calgary game, cacking in back in net big story for this, of course, being Gilroy native Dustin Wolf starting in goal for Calgary who were knocked out of the playoffs earlier in the week. Uh, sharks could have had this guy. I mean, he was taken like what third, fourth, last pick of the draft.
1: Yeah. And, 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 you know, like Kevin Lacey is, is the real, you know, he has real the cheer- Yeah. He's the real cheerleader on that story. Cause you know, He even like leading up to that draft, he was like, you know, the you know, the thing he was saying was, you know, you want a guy from your area grew up supporting your team. This is your guy. This is who you take. Mm
2: -hmm. Right.
1: And Kevin Lacey, I see is in the chat. I'm sure he's going to have something to say. But, you know, he had said like uh, this is this is the guy. Right. And considering what we've seen, you know. In previous seventh rounds, like the Sharks could have very easily made that happen, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so it's just, it's a question of, you know, like <laughs> what did Kevin Lacey see that, you know, Tim Burke and Doug Wilson Jr. didn't see? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And, the, and, and, it looks good. I, right. I mean, you know, guy was the, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, AHL All Star MVP, you know, he's, I, you know, MVP of the AHL this year, I would say. dude, And, you know, looks like a home run pick for the flames. And it's really unfortunate that it's not the sharks because I feel like, you know, they've swung moves very easily that were more difficult than drafting Dustin Wolf, you know,
0: dude. Well, and just to go off for a second, uh, who, who, dude, does Calgary just fire everybody after this
1: season? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm very interested to see what happens, right? Because they gave Sutter the two-year extension, which starts next year, but mm. Tree doesn't have a contract. And, you know, if you listen to 32 Thoughts, they were saying that Tree got offered an extension earlier in the year and was like, well, Keep let's it. see what happens,
0: you know? <laughs> well, do, and do, let's, do let's not do. forget Sutter at one point was the GM of Calgary.
1: Right. And so I, I wonder I wonder what's going to happen because, you know, you you see all the time, right? Like with the, you know, with the Sharks, with Mike Greer coming in, like, you know, I, you could have a conversation about whether or not what Mike Greer has to deal with is the fault of Doug Wilson or because of Doug Wilson, whatever. But like, say Tree doesn't re-sign with the Flames and they bring in a new general manager. You know, that GM is going to get all the blame if it goes sideways, but none of the credit because it's going to be, everybody's going to say, well, this is the team that Tree Living put together, right? Mm -hmm. And so I wonder with the, you know, the way their payroll is kind of set up for next year and two years from now. Like, I wonder if maybe he would want to, like, see his work through to the end. And then if it doesn't work out in two years, then you readjust.
0: Yeah, I like that. Um, so for the Calgary game, uh, things you love to see. I mean, a D zone turnover. Shimmick finds Gregor speeding down, buries his own rebound, gives the Sharks a lead career getting or uh, Gregor getting his career high ninth goal. Love to see it. Thrun playing huge minutes. CAC with a career high 46 of 48 saved. And the Sharks only took one penalty and it was like halfway through the third. So they were playing a more disciplined game. Do you like to see that? um because it's been far and few between when the sharks drew more penalties than they take but on the other on the other side you hate to see that shots on goal differential Ooh, and the sharks get swept by calgary ek has an nhl leading 21st empty net goal allowed after failing to get the puck deep that skews that that lovable plus minus that we all love so much uh, but tell me if you heard this before sharks scored first and lost <laughs> <laughs> and then th- we talk about the bullshit of three stars. Zadorov, absolutely. Didn't didn't Chief have a hat trick in this?
1: Yeah, he had all three uh, of the Flames goals. There
0: you go. And then Wolf, okay, fine. But Coronado? like I don't understand. CAC has a career high. 46 of 48 save doesn't get a star, and I'm assuming, oh, because it was Coronado's debut.
1: I was going to say, that's the NHL debut bump. Yeah, F you. I, you know... The outcome of this game, I have to admit, was a little surprising just because you remember we talked about a week ago and I said, you know, I had said if the Flames, you know, they end up not making the playoffs, I could really see that be rattling for them. And I could see this be the game that the Sharks get their one win of the week. And obviously we saw what happened and (laughs) it's just, you know, I don't think, you know, as far as a consistent 100 percent all the way through game like, this wasn't it for Calgary. Like, there were definitely moments where I thought the Sharks were on top of them. But for the most part, the Flames really looked like they had it put together. And I'm just like, if you had done this when it mattered, you would be in the playoffs, you know?
0: Hell yeah. Oh, John, keeping me honest, I must have misspoke. So I think you meant to say Sharks scored first and lost to OT. Uh, Wait, did they lose the game in overtime? Against the Flames? Yeah. No. No, that's okay. Maybe you misspoke, John. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I'm sure I got something wrong. Uh, Alex in the chat saying if the Sharks won half the games, they had a lead, but ended up losing in, would they have been in the playoffs? Uh, they would have been sniffing it, I think, but to, we talked about it last week, man, you dump that loser point and they're they're
1: They have the best odds in the draft, but right. But then, but you know what though? <laughs> Shoot shoe on the other foot. Cause you said how many games it was that they led first and then lost um i have it here scored oh had a
0: lead total 55 lost 35
1: right so and and i think we'd kind of made the point last week right where say you win half of those games say you win a third of those games right you you put 20 more points in the bank guess what you leapfrog you know you leapfrog a lot of the teams that are in front of you you know and and that doesn't put you in a playoff spot, you know, you're still you're still 15 points out of a playoff spot at that point, but you're a lot closer. And so I think you if you even scale it up a little bit further, say the Sharks, you know, I mean, those really good Sharks teams, you know, of years past, they would have, you know, 35 of those games they lost, you know, they could have won half of them, I would believe. And then all of a sudden, you're right there. And so and I I think David Quinn talked about it I mean, he's talked about it so much, right? But having, you know, having that situational awareness and that kind of killer instinct of when you're up and, and, you know, knowing what you need to do and what not to do, right? And a a product of that is the roster. I mean, let's not pretend like this roster was all that good, but, you know, there were numerous moments in the season where things could have gone differently if, you know, you have one or two, you know, one or two more better players or... The players you already have maybe they play maybe at a higher level not even better than what they are but just what they are you know hell yeah
0: and uh,
1: not to do the not to do what about but you know yes the sharks were terrible but there's a lot of stats where you're like man that is historically terrible for them
0: well and i remember them mentioning it on the cast that the flames had lost just an insane amount of games by a goal a lot of one goal games and I didn't go yeah. through it but the Sharks I remember early on in the first couple months man the, there was a lot of one goal games there could have yeah. you know I mean geez, I mean well, six, 16 overtime losses
1: Oof. well and, and 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 a lot of games you know the the game against Tampa Bay comes to mind there's one, two games against Anaheim that come to mind uh, where it might have the been Sharks three. Yeah the Sharks were leading and then either either leading or tied and then gave up the tying or winning goal towards the very end of regulation. Right. And
0: dude, that. The, um, you know, what comes to mind for me is that clown show versus Colorado last week where we played the clip of of that shit show in overtime.
1: Right. Oof. And I think this will, you know, I, I I really think the season has ended at a perfect time, you know, because like, the Sharks, they can all go away and, and, you know, not think about hockey and kind of turn everything off and just, you know, focus on, I know Couture is getting ready to have a child. He can focus on that. And, you know, guys, you know, they're, they're, they're living their lives. Right. And I think a break from the, you know, constant, like, you know, shit kicking, I think will do a lot of good and, and, you know, it'll get everybody to kind of come back with a fresh mindset. I mean, look at like, think about this dude, think about the Winnipeg jets. Like, yeah, they made the playoffs there's all kinds of baggage surrounding that team, dude. Like I wouldn't be surprised if Vegas just gases them in the first round. And then like next day it's like, yeah, so, you know, Mark Shifley, yeah, we'll see. You know what I mean? See, like, it's funny. You there's say a lot that. of baggage around that team, even though they made the playoffs. It's funny you say
0: that though. And, and I do want to save this for later because we're going to get into it, but I've seen a lot of people having Winnipeg as their upset in the first round.
1: Oh boy! I mean,
0: Let, let's here's, let's save it for later.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a thought.
0: Yeah, <laughs> something to chew on for now. Uh, <laughs> we finally get to the last game of the season! Yay! <laughs> last game of the season. Thank you. Uh, Reimer getting the start despite Kackinen setting a career high, but it was a game the night before, so I get it. Uh, and this was a must-win for Edmonton if they had any hope of winning the Pacific. Uh, VGK was two points ahead and playing in Seattle, but. VGK, unfortunately, wiped Seattle in two straight. That kind of sucked. I was rooting for Edmonton to take it. But anyway, 5-2 loss for the Sharks. And, uh, of course, it wouldn't be a San Jose game if they didn't give up a shorthanded goal in the last one of the season. (laughs) Odd line changes from the previous game. But uh, anyway, McD has a 17-game point streak against San Jose. And, of course, he uh, extended that ay. yeah, uh, dude, I'm sorry, man. Uh, Janmark mm-hmm. dude, walked EK65 for that goal. <laughs> walked him.
1: Yeah, well, dude. and and I think that goes back to the point I was making a couple minutes ago, right? Where, I mean, you and I were very much like, man, I don't even give a shit what happens. <laughs> like, imagine, like, I couldn't even imagine having to play this game where it's like, yeah, like, we're, you know, we're crap. We got to, you know, we're going to play, we got to play the best team in our division and, (laughs) you know, then we get to go home. Like at least, you know, I I still do think the season ended at the right time, but at least when you're in the season, like through the course of the season, yeah, you may lose a bunch, but you still have that next thing to look forward to. Right. Sure. Where now, like, yes, I, I think it is good for the sharks to go their separate ways, stop, think about it, process everything, but. There's there's going to be a lot of I think frustration initially, right? And and you know, I just I couldn't imagine having to play in this game where it's like, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's like, <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> again we're we're sticking with the school theme, right? Where it's like you you know, <laughs> you you don't have enough credits to graduate, so you got to you so you have to do summer school, and the guidance counselor is like, well, you should still come on the last day anyway, and it's like well, I got to do summer school. What does it matter? You know, and you're just, you're just there when you don't want to be, and it's terrible. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: Well, the thing that I got a kick out of, out of this game, because obviously, you know, it, nothing really mattered, but dude, when Kane and Hurdle had that little brouhaha. <laughs> yeah. I, I was kind of hoping Hurdle was going to drop him Cause it, I felt like when all that shit went down with Kane, uh, and the sharks, I didn't, you know. There are a couple guys on the team. You know, it felt like we've said it before that it felt like him and Meyer were kind of boys. Mm-hmm. Hurdle definitely not somebody who was vocal about wanting Kane around.
1: Well, and and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to falsely attribute anything to anybody. Yeah, I'm but...
0: not, I'm not casting any aspersions or anything. But I'm just, I'm going by what we know happened, totally. and you know, and you have to, you can make some inferences but right. I was, well, I was a little surprised hurdle w- didn't just like take all his frustrations out of that moment.
1: Well, and there were, and you know, even going back, cause you remember, I mean, <laughs> I can barely remember this year. And now you're asking me to remember two years ago. <laughs> um, You know, like back when all that, you know, there it's, it's every, you know, whatever, whatever your podcast of choices, right. Every week it was like, okay, here's the latest on hurdle and the sharks. Right. And the first, it felt like that first half of the season, you know, it was always not necessarily inside info, but more of just like, hey, I wonder if this has to do with anything with it, mm. where it's like, you know, the Evander Kane you know, situation <laughs> is a consideration for hurdle. And, and And nobody's confirmed that. It's more just open speculation. But I do recall that being a big part of the dialogue where it was like, you know— hurdle was believed to be one of kind of the leaders of the get rid of this guy charge, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's just, that's not like confirmed or I wouldn't even call it, you know, speculated. I think you said, when you said inferred, I think that's a really good word because it is, you know, it's a, it's a guess. I mean, let's call it what it is. It's a guess, right? Educated to a certain extent. Uh, Sure. (laughs) A little bit, a little bit. (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I would say there's a good chance over 98% chance that, you know, we're flat out wrong, but doesn't mean people aren't going to consider it. You know?
0: Sure. Absolutely. I mean, when, when you see certain guys going out of their way to defend somebody and then you see other guys, I'm not saying going out of the way to say nothing, but,
1: well, I... and, and with how much, like with how much that hockey is talked about, it's like, it, you know, a brotherhood or a sisterhood, right. Where it's like, you stick, you know, you stick with your people and it's all very, you know, um, it's, it's very much a pack mentality. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, going back to that time, you know, when, you know, when you say nothing, you're saying something, you know what I mean?
0: Absolutely. Silent. That's what they say sometimes is, uh, the the silence is deafening. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, obviously the things you love to see was the end of the season, uh, you hate to see you know Drysital finishing with a three-point night. Uh, Do we though? Do we
2: really hate to see it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I for one, you, one enjoyed. Yeah, I was gonna the, say if you got him the, on your fantasy, I watched
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ek sixty-five not on the bench to end the game. Uh, to, uh, uh you know, I who knows? <laughs> you know, I, I'm not gonna speculate, but I mean, it could have been like uh, you know, I just, uh, took a funny hit, or if he's just like ah, oh, fuck this, just let me get an you know, an early pack, but. Almost tying Leach. Man, One finishes with 101. No NHL defenseman has hit 100 since Brian Leach hit 102 back in 92. So, hey, man, EK almost there. Hell of a season. Hell of a season. Uh, and we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, let's get to our hero in zeros for the week and for the season, for that matter. Uh, for the week, um, I, I got to go Gregor, man. I mean mm-hmm. 6 goals, 9 games played. Dude was uh bringing the speed and was he I'm trying to remember. Oh no, it was Tristan Robbins. Um I was I was going wait a minute. I remember hearing about like some family followed them saw every single game this week. That was the Robbins family, not Gregor. But either way uh Gregor, dude, 6 goals, 9 games played. Definitely the confidence seemed to uh I don't know. That's the thing that makes me nervous with Gregor is that the the confidence seems to build when there's nothing to play for right (laughs) you know what i mean but uh
1: he's my hero for the week who you got Not bad well uh, similar similar to previous weeks in this season it's really hard to 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 pick you know Mm -hmm. and um you know i think the one person and again i think we're both in agreement that say it you know (laughs) But I I honestly think it's Capo Kakinen, just because, as you mentioned, and he only played one of the three games, Mm -hmm. but you know what? Um, He had a career high, as you'd mentioned, in in saves. And, I mean, in that game, yes, you know, the 3-1 loss, but still put up a 9.58 save percentage, which is very good. And he outperformed Reimer this week, which has (laughs) been a common occurrence this season, but... I don't really think it's been talked about how common that's been. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where I thought, yes. Now, oh, on the course of the season, you know, Reimer obviously does have better stats than Capo Ka- Kakanen. But I've kind There's of felt There's been a like... lot
0: of games, dude, where Kakinen got hung out to dry.
1: Right. Like, and he I was really...
0: playing well, but the, the offense just couldn't solve the other goalie.
1: Right, and I and I feel like even though on the season, you know, Reimer's stats are better than Kakinen, I feel like Kakinen had better, I guess, individual moments. You could say. Mm-hmm. So that would be my hero for the week. All right, uh,
0: for the season, I mean, obviously, Ek sixty five is the obvious sexy pick, but uh, and so with that, I'm gonna go Barabanov. Mm-hmm. Nice, dude. My, you are my hero for the season. You brought more than expected. You were—I don't—I don't even know if I should say more than expected. I feel like he delivered kind of what we thought he was going to do, more or less. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just kind of like, hey, man, y- you showed up and in dude, uh, you know, couldn't I really couldn't ask for more from Barbie this year.
1: Mm-hmm. So he's uh, he's my hero for the season. I wish that he could have gotten to 50 points, but, you know, he, was he injured, which, yeah. right, which sucked. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I'm going to do the same as you. You know, I'm going to say, like, not Eric Carlson, just because that, like, he is, he is the hero of the season. But if we just both say the same thing and then move on, that's lame. Mm-hmm. So, you know. <sighs> Be lame. Right. So, not <laughs> you know, aside from Carlson, like, Carl, you know, I'm going to say Nico Sturm, right? Solid I, choice. I mean, he's he's a guy. I, I questioned bringing him in just because we had Nick Benino, right? And then we saw what Nick Benino was this year while also simultaneously seeing what Nico Sturm was doing. you know, and 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 I can't say whether, you know, he he had fourteen goals this year, right, which is very good for for him. I, you know, I can't say if he's going to continue to score at that pace, right? But even if he doesn't, I mean, he's such a good, bottom six center, right? He does all the right things. You know, he can win faceoffs. He's fast, defensively responsible, penalty kill guy, all those kinds of things. And just the fact that he put up 14 goals when a player like that, you're expecting somewhere in the 7 to 10 neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I just thought it was one of the few bright spots on this season was the fact that he had come in and played so well, you know? Well, in chief, dude,
0: Sturm—he had my—I know Couture won the media good guy award this year, but my vote went to Sturm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that dude answered the bell a lot of times and and brought maybe a little more honesty than maybe some of the players were even you know comfortable hearing. But, right. Uh, let's move on to the you know the fun one, of course. Zero for the week. Uh, <laughs> I hate to say it, dude, Mario. Yeah. Mario, 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 Mario. Whatever. It's just you're, you're killing me, Smalls. And I, I've said this before. I feel like, dude, is trying to replace Burns or whatever. And it's like, don't, don't worry about replacing Burns. Be Vlasic 2.0. That's
1: what you should aspire to. So, you need to be. You know, I'm borrowing this quote from a movie. You know you you need to be who you are not who you're supposed to be hey now right there you go and like you said i think when ferraro was being who he is you know i thought he was really good and then all of a sudden burns goes and regardless of the offensive prowess right just from dollars and ice time you know it's saying well this is the next guy up what are you going to do for us yeah and so it's kind of put him in a position where You know, and, and I think he amicably, I think he tried. Oh, that's the one
0: thing I'll never question from him is his compete level, but just make, (laughs) it's got to be the parent in the room, make better choices. (laughs) Uh, Who's your zero for the week?
1: I got to say, and, and I don't have a specific reason to point out like, or I should say there's not a specific moment on the ice. It's Jacob McDonald and, you know, hmm. I, I, again, the the worst player in the NHL is really good at hockey. But here's the thing, like, and I don't want to be mean, but do it. Jacob McDonald <laughs> is just, he's like, he's not very good. And I'm sorry to say, and, and that's that, not to say, that, that. Dude, I'm there's, good.
0: There's been a couple times where I was like,
1: you know, he's kind of
0: better at forward than defense. <laughs> I,
1: I don't know. I'm just, you know, I feel like he's noticeably you know, a step beneath like everybody. And I'm just, and, and like I said, he didn't do anything bad in particular. I just think the way he plays is very uninspiring and, and, and uninteresting, you know, where it's like. So would you,
0: let me, well, let me ask you this then. I mean, if you've got a, a healthy Kinesh off, you obviously have Thrun coming in. Yep. Uh, Muka Madula, you, you think, uh, to, how, what, what's uh Peterson or what's McDonald's deal? Well, he signed for next
1: year. So, you know, they don't have to worry about that. But honestly, like, so like, he's 7th D on this team. Yeah, he's a 7th D. If he was on a Stanley Cup team, I don't even know that he's in the NHL, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. All right.
0: So uh for the season, I hate to say it, man. Lynn Yeah, dude. You're outscored by Gregor, who played 17 fewer games <laughs> than you.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, and this remember at the beginning of the season, a lot of talk that Lindblom was going to be that guy that to help kind of shore up the top six. Mm-hmm. How'd that work out? You know, I mean, it felt like dude was—I uh, don't know—he was on the bottom six, felt pretty quickly, and every time they gave him a sniff, it just never worked out for Chief. So
1: yeah, it just it it just felt like it 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 was an uphill battle from the beginning and, and it seemed like he was always chasing it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, and, and I still think he is a good player. So I'm, I'm, you know, is with, he? <laughs> I think so. And, and I think, you know, next year again, you know, you kind of refresh and you say, wow, that was terrible. I need to be better. Mm-hmm. I think next year he can come in and have a good season. You know, I, is he, you know, I think if you can, at this point, you know, if you can get 12 goals out of him next year, 15 goals, I'm, I think that's perfectly fine, you know.
0: Yeah. And I think he was sold as a 20. But who's your zero for the season?
1: Zero for the season is gonna be James Reimer. Um, Oh. For for many reasons. Number one, just the way I mean if you just I was gonna
0: exactly. That's what I was gonna say. If you just do a comparison from last year, it's kind of a no-brainer.
1: Right. Just last year to this year, it wasn't, you know, it was a like a torpedo, right? And it's just whew, going way down. I mean, save percentage from, you know, nine one one to eight nine zero. Like just terrible, right? Yeah. But I and again, you know, if somebody wants to point me in to, you know, point me to some information where I'm wrong, like, please do. But I I feel like historically, you know, James Reimer, he's been a very He's been a very accountable guy, right? Where if he plays terrible, he'll be the first to let you know. He'll say, I need to be better. I need to do this. The team is counting on me. I want to do everything right. And it felt to me, despite the fact that he had some real doozies this year. I mean, he was terrible. <laughs> Let's just call it what it is. Yeah. And from my observations, it didn't seem like there was any accountability on like, well, yeah, you know, my my five hole is brutal or, you know, my glove hand sucks. You know, uh, it was just like, well, dude, the five you hole know, was brutal this year. You know, and, and, and again, I don't You know, if somebody wants to point me to evidence that says I'm wrong, then please do. But just from my observation, it didn't feel like there was a whole lot of accountability there on how terrible he was playing.
0: Yeah. And and I think you could you could make an argument for zero the season being Ferraro as well. Uh, Mm -hmm. Again, I feel like maybe dude was just trying to do too much.
1: Um, Well, it's just like, you know, you hear the expression, right? Meat and potatoes, right? And you know uh, Ferraro, I think he's a, I think he's a good skater, and I think you know his, I think his his brain like he's got it, like he has the smarts and the expertise, right? But there's kind of that, like you said, that insistence to do a lot, yeah. You Make know better where, right? Where you remember, and we've talked about it before, where his first two seasons on the team. You know, he was kind of looked at as like, "Wow, this kid." You know, he's he's twenty and like he's this stalwart. You know, and well, like, well, and it,
0: of course, it pumped everything when he was put up with uh, Burns.
1: Right, and and but and and but you look at it, you go back to those first two years, and like what he was doing that was getting a lot of people hyped was like very basic stuff. You know, <laughs> and so and and it's so it's kind of like okay, like you've clearly shown that when you you know stick to the fundamentals you're a really you can be a really good defensive defenseman so just stick to that yeah. you
0: know and i like i like the point that uh, Lacey makes uh, that it's a catch 22 with Reimer. if he'd played as well as last season the sharks don't sniff the bottom 5 but they you know chances are somebody would have taken him during the deadline right that would have been nice which was what we were all talking about at the beginning of the season mm mm-hmm. mhm so uh, let's move on to some notable topics. Uh, Kineshav nominated for the Masterton. Does he get it? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't
1: think so either. I mean, I definitely think he's going to be in the top three. I think I can see sure. top
0: three, uh, 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 Silverberg, man, that's a story.
1: Uh, you know, and, and, you know, little inside baseball here, you know, we're, we're doing, you know, because our, our opinion matters. So, you know, <laughs> Chilltown USA, they're doing about ba- We're doing ballots again for the second year in a row. And, you know, I do have Konejov in my top three. I think the story is is really incredible, right? The injuries, the, the you know, desire to get back to playing. I, but, you know, I, I just, you look at Christopher, Cl- sorry, Christopher Latang, you know, had a stroke, heart problems. His father passed away and still played, you know, really impressive hockey. It's hard to argue against that. And I know you don't want to, like, it, it. it feels really kind of real gritty to, like, you know, compare hardships yeah i mean but every, i I, impacts I don't everybody differently right but i don't you know i don't see how it's not chris letang just based on the turmoil that he's gone through this year
0: all right uh we brought it up last week but the sharks officially signed magnus Krona earlier this week two-year elc with a 925 aav mm-hmm. as of now Krona in, in uh kakadin Only goalies the Sharks have signed for next season. Reimer and Dell are both pending UFA, and uh, McEniemi and Mann are both pending RFA. Mm -hmm. Of course, on the reserve list, you have uh, Godro and Bopit. Yep. Uh, I think we're probably going to dive into this a a little bit later when we uh, start doing our projections for next season. But uh, hey, it's just funny. We talked about it, about Corona, and then all of a sudden, boom, next day. (laughs) Like literally the next morning, dude.
1: Well, especially because, I mean, we were both very much like, yeah, at this point, you know, maybe the Sharks just try and get something for him. <laughs> oh, dude,
0: that tweet, the next part you, are like, wow, how wrong was I? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Sharks also signed center Ethan Cardwell to a three-year yeah. ELC. Dude put up 90 points in 62 games with the Bari Colts. Yeah. Dude was killing it. Uh, our ten- defenseman Artem... Gurev? am i yep. getting that all right another three-year elc uh f- had 15 points with 47 games with the peterborough petes flint firebirds and noted kevin Lacey despised player i was gonna say you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm,
1: <laughs> i don't want to sit here and pretend like i know everything so i'm just gonna give props to those who do you know both both kevin and ian were very much like I would have just let this guy, <laughs> let just, guy. Let, just just relinquish <laughs> his rights, you know? And, you know, I, I'm, so I, those are smart guys, you know, I kind of take them at their word and, you know, I, I understand, you know, we talked about it, I think two weeks ago where, you know, Mike Greer is accumulating all of these defensive prospects and, and I understand that, but you know, the point that Ian made was like this, you know, this is not a, you know, can't miss prospect. Yeah. Like, you, the sh- you know, the sharks would be better off to save the money and just not sign them.
0: Fear you on that. Uh more or less the vibe that I got. <laughs> Bozosaurus coming in with the donation. Shout out. Thank you so much. Love you guys and what you do. See you next season. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ricky, uh, I'm here for the next season's roster segment. <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna get there. We'll get there. We're not there yet. We're gonna get there. Uh another announcement this week. Oh my gosh. This seems so silly. Although I did like the meme that went around. But uh the announcement being San Jose's downtown arena will continue to remain SAP Center. Uh remember, this is the fourth name they're on after San Jose Arena, Compact Center, HP Pavilion. Now SAP Center. It's going to be SAP Center for at least the next five years through 2028. Uh they announced formally last Monday. The Sharks signed a 10-year lease extension with the city of San Jose, which owns the building back in 2015. Uh, Beginning in 2026, the lease renews on an annual basis through 2040. So I guess what this means is that the Sharks, at the very least, are staying in the arena for the next five seasons through 2728. And hopefully by that time, the Google thing should uh, be close to getting done. But it does beg the question... is was there a conflict of interest? I mean, Hasso literally owns
1: both. Aren't you just moving money from one account to the other? <laughs> um, I, I, You know, I would say no, just because SAP is, a, they're an NHL sponsor.
0: Oh, yeah, okay. But and so either think... way, though, it did that that meme of, like, Barack Obama putting on a medal on a Photoshop <laughs> Barack Obama.
1: <laughs> you know what, though? Here's the thing, and and you kind of brought it up. You alluded to it. Here's the thing. I know multiple people. Uh, one of them happens to be my mother, who are, who are not. I'm so happy you not, know who your mother is. They're they're not they're not like they're not the biggest you know sharks fans or hockey fans. Like they'll they you know they will ask like, hey, how's the team doing? You know, and they're familiar with the lore. But these are not people that would consider themselves fans, right? Mm-hmm. Even and so with that descriptor even my mom will say, Hey, you know, every now and again, we'll talk on the phone. She'll say, Hey, do you know what's going on at the tank? My mom, who's not a, who's not a sharks fan says the tank, Mm -hmm. you know, that's so they, you know, they could call it, you know, they could call it teal town USA plex. It's the tank. You know what I mean? I don't do, they, they could call it, they, you know, they could call it, set your money on fire here. It's the tank. Yep. And I appreciate that, you know, makes things easy. Uh, The Sharks, the Sharks are too, you know, they, and, and I'm not blaming them. I mean, who doesn't love that corporate dollar, but you know, man, if the Sharks really wanted to let everybody know how, you know, how tough they were, they would, they would call the arena, the tank, like officially put letters on the building and everything. I'm just happy to hear that, you know, multiple people. I mean, at
0: least multiple people, at least, uh, so more than one. All right. Uh, now, hold on. I remember something about this. Not so mid major saying AJ when are you making the teal forever barracuda now shirts. But I remember that was
1: a I don't even know what that means. That
0: it was a joke that I made like I think earlier in the season whether it was something so, oh god what was it? It was it had something to do with their with one of the things one of the uh, taglines that the sharks had there was teal together but there was oh t- oh that's what it was. It was teal for life but barracuda right now. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the beginning of the season. Thank you for that callback. Man, I forgot about that. Oh, that was a good one. Uh, Friedman on 32 Thoughts earlier this week said, Kevin Bieksa is a anti-Carlson for the Norris. Cites the amount of times he's been on the ice for the goals against, including empty netters, uh, which are NHL leading, dash 21. Uh, and, of course, just where the Sharks are. Now, of course, the counterpoint to this is, does it make a larger argument for... EK65 to get the Norris based on that. He's played every game this season and has been able to post that many points on a cellar dweller. You know, like, McCarr is awesome. But even if he plays all 82, his numbers only extrapolate to 90. And, of course, we're going to find out on June 26th. But, um, oh, man, do you, what do you think? Like, if I think you
1: had- a stupid take to have.
0: Well, I mean, we're talking it's Kevin BX.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, again, I don't want to reference the inside baseball, but, you know, I did see a certain ballot that was a little bit heroic. I'm not going to say who filled it out, but. um, (laughs) Well, what what, ballot are we talking about? You know, the, you know, one that may or may not have been filled out by someone on this show. Um,
0: You're talking about the the Teal Town ballot. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, did did I go hero on the
1: Norse? You
0: did. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's because. Holy shit. Teal BT dick swinging in here. Wow. Good Lord.
1: (laughs) Stop the presses.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Dude, show's over. We're going to take this and go home party. (laughs) Teal BT. Yeah. When you donate that much, we literally stop what we're saying just to get to it. Uh, Please, God, Jesus, Moses, give us Bedard. Thanks for sticking with it this year. Shout out. Oh, let's get it back in here. Shout out after Dark Crew, Lacey, etc. I <laughs> like that. After Dark Crew, Lacey, etc. Uh, happy Jewels is on board. Very interested what you hope to see happen this summer. Random thought. I think Leafs make it to the Eastern Conference Final this year and lose to somebody. Uh we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. You to think our... they're gonna you think they'll lose to somebody? I, I think they'll lose to somebody, but we will talk about the playoffs soon.
1: Certainly possible. S- no, I shout out. <laughs> thank you.
0: Yeah, dude, that's T-O-B-T, dude.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Yeah, dude, that is so awesome. You're up there with our, uh, with uh, Chris Hogue. You're you're up on our. We're gonna have to have little trophies to put back here for like, yeah, you know, balls out donations. Jesus Christ, that is so awesome. Thank you. Um, so okay, so, all right. Well, you know what? Let me once, well, hold on. Let, once, let me get back to the. My- uh, well, I was gonna say once everybody has submitted their ballot, sure, then we can go full hero.
1: Yeah. So, well, the, the only thing that I'll say specifically to Kevin BX's argument Uh was, you know, I mean, and, and it's been talked about so much. Like, I don't understand how, how, and not you, but just generally speaking, I don't understand (sighs) how, I don't understand how you can point out, you know, the fact that a defenseman scoring a hundred points in a season is historical. Only six player, six defensemen in the history of the NHL have done it and then follow it up by saying, but not the best defenseman of the year. And <laughs> secondly, pointing out, you know, well, on the, pointing ice, out that
0: he doesn't play defense,
1: but, but that's even, that's such a lame argument because I saw multiple instances this week where he played defense when the score was completely out of hand. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I just think, you know, mentioning he's been on the ice for a lot of goals against a lot of them, empty netters. 21, I believe is what you said. Well,
0: yeah, and, but it, and, and that I will totally give you. Cause it's like, well, who else would you want out there in overtime?
1: Right. Well, and, and, and that's the thing, because on the one hand, you're I trying say to,
0: overtime, but I mean, you know, in the, in the final minute, is right, there, and, and is there on somebody the,
1: else? <laughs> and, and here's the thing. On the one hand, you're trying to score a goal in the waning moments of the game. That's the guy you want out on the ice. Exactly. Con, conversely, your goalie is pulled. Who do you want, you know, out there to help you try and lock things down on that end of the ice? Yeah. Same guy. Yeah. You know, and, and there's so much more like minutes played the fact that the decor beyond the sharks is, or I'm sorry, beyond Eric Carlson is brutal. Well, dude, right? dude, if you take all the points from the other
0: defensemen and put them all together, I mean, I'm sure you can do quick math, but I'm just going to like ball, uh, you know, I'm going to eyeball this and go, Eric Carlson probably has more or has if you took every other defenseman and what they've scored, he probably has more points if you take those other defensemen and combine them and times them by five. He well, prob-
1: <laughs> here, let me butter your toast here really quick. Hey, now, I love that. Did you know, and and you're obviously a smart guy, so you probably know about Connor McDavid. Did, you, did you know that this season, Eric Carlson has more even strength points than Connor McDavid? It's so filthy. So I, I, and again, I look at that, and I'm like, you know, it, it, don't get me wrong, dude.
0: I feel like we've been triggered by BX, so we Should probably move on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but don't, don't get me wrong. There's a there's a lot of there's a lot of negative things you can say about Eric Carlson that I think are completely fair to say, a hundred percent. That's
0: but, just not one of them.
1: Right, but when when like again, it goes back to that whole conversation of moving the goalposts, right? Where. I I've seen people who will say, well, when he has a Norris trophy season, then I'll give him his cookie. And it's like, now we've had, he's had the Norris trophy season. Well, you know, he's, he's minus 30 or whatever. <laughs> and it's like, okay, so why don't you just say you don't like the guy? Then at least we'll know that your word means something, right? Sure. No. <laughs> and, 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 and I, I, I feel give you seen. Credit for. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. I, I think it's a complete opposite. I think you get a lot of credit because you don't, Bullshit, people. You're just straight up. You say, you know what? Not the biggest fan, but I want to be proven wrong.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: You know, you're not one of these cowards on Twitter who's like, <laughs> yeah, 100 points is cool, but uh, you know,
0: <laughs> no. Uh, this year, totally proved me wrong. And we talked about it at the beginning. Uh, or, hell, we we might have talked about this a couple years ago. Didn't I say something about like if he doesn't fight for the Norris in at least half of that contract, it's kind of you know not yeah. the best.
1: Well, and and you did also you did also uh, make a point as well, right? Where it's like, I think we were, it was two years ago. I think it was two years ago. Totally. And you said, you, you had said at what point does, um, you know, at what point can you fairly grade the Eric Carlson contract? And I said, I think you probably have to wait till halfway through. Yeah. And here, guess what? The end of are. the season is halfway through. You also said, do you agree that he should be in the Norris conversation at some point during this contract? I said, yes, absolutely. And here we are now, 2024, 25, 26, 27, who the hell knows? He could go back to Eric Carlson of three years ago. And, and that's another conversation, but you know, (laughs)
0: like I want, I'm dude, I'm dying to see him do this back to back.
1: I just, man. And, and and again, I hate to do, you know, I hate whataboutism. I hate it so much. Right. Mm -hmm. But like, Imagine if the Sharks had moved on from Brent Burns like a year or two earlier, you know?
0: Uh, yeah, a little bit of a kick in the dick. But see, that's the other thing that I'm going to be interested to see under the Mike Greer model is because I mean, look, I might be wrong. Mm-hmm. but we've talked about this before that it does it it felt like a few times Doug Wilson just fell too in love with players. Should have gotten rid of yep. Thornton earlier, you know. Maybe should have gotten rid of Marlo a little earlier, you know. I oh. and and yet then then the one guy that I wanted him to keep Pavelski. No, nope, fuck that
1: guy. <laughs> also, well, and and it's just I think you make a really good point talking about you know falling in love with the players, right? And you know I I I'm not going to say that like I'm not going to stand here and say oh my god how could you fall in love with a player like I completely understand it right, mm-hmm. but they always say hockey is a business and it can be very cruel. And like, you know, you, you gotta stick to that. Right.
0: Yeah. I like John's comment. <laughs> I think some of those EK 65 turnovers late in the season might be bedard related. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what? Couldn't you look at it that way too? Like, Hey, he's, you know, he's, uh, <laughs> he, yeah. he's kind of working on the inside, you know, he's uh <laughs> inside base, an inside job, you know, uh, I, I think the real, you know, I think the real kind of, thing to take a take a look at here as well and we've talked about it so much before but you know you you say okay brent burns is no longer on the team well what does that really mean right and means he doesn't play
0: for the sharks anymore
1: right and (laughs) and and, you know we (laughs) and you know we saw a lot of times right where eric carlson you know on a two-minute power play eric carlson played all two minutes which i'm perfectly okay with i i'm
0: okay with it you know, situationally, but there's definitely been a few times where, and I can't remember if it was in the Winnipeg game or the uh, Calgary game or the Edmonton game this week, but there was one time where, like, you know, there, there was, it was, he had been out there for almost two minutes and then a play mm-hmm. comes up high to him and dude just blows right by him because he's gassed. Sure. So, yeah, the situation has to dictate.
1: But I just think, you know, and I think that's a that's a solid point to make. But I also think there's something that's not really talked about a whole lot, despite <laughs> despite what has been talked about, you know, previously. But Eric Carlson's uh, shorthanded minutes per game way down.
0: I was gonna say, remember a couple seasons ago, he was saying, you know, I I think I'm a good PKer. You guys might not see it or whatever, but you know, but and that was. Definitely something I noticed from Quinn, where he was like, "No, no, no, you're not going to be playing any PK because we're going to be too busy burning you out on the power play." So right, just yeah, staple your ass to the bench.
1: Yeah, and I'm man, I wish it was, you know, I wish that was it was easy to find this information, but like, you know, it's noticeable. Like it's to the you know it it's he's playing the same amount of uh, of time, you know more or less, right, where I think last year to this year, his ice time per game, you know, is only up maybe, it's only up two minutes, right? But, you know, despite only being up two minutes, you know, he's probably played more than two minutes more of power play time this year because of how much shorthand time they've taken away,
0: you know? Well, uh, and we'll see if if Chief is still around here next season. Mm Mm-hmm. I would imagine, you know, I would hope that the team is going to be a little bit better next year. But one of the things, of course, I I would like to see them focus on is drawing more than they uh, than they have to kill. And so, if you have Carlson out there with more opportunity, with I'm sorry, with more of a chance, uh, if he can be out there more often in that situation where they're up a man, maybe that skews things because you go and look it wasn't horrible the 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 disparagement it was last I counted the Sharks had 213 power plays they killed 232 times so it's you know it's it's we're talking a difference of only 19 but Mm -hmm. imagine 19 games where Carlson is maybe the difference on a power play you know if you flip those numbers
1: well and, and and so I found the information and I'll just run through it really quick. Well, you got so uh, <laughs> the four four seasons before this one that were that were breaking down, right? Minute minutes on the penalty kill, okay? You with me? Sure. 107, 166, 62, 74. Now keep in mind none of those are a full season, right? Of course. That's minutes on the penalty kill. This year, it's a full season, so Last year to this year, Eric Carlson played 32 more games. and Half as many, <laughs> if that. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say it's like 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, he, he played 32 more games this year and was on the penalty kill uh, 59% less than last year. Shocker. Yeah, 31, 31 minutes on the penalty kill this year. 31 minutes in 82 games versus 74 minutes in 50 games a year ago.
0: Oh, see, there you go. So, so yeah. there, there's something you can say okay David Quinn knows what he's doing there
1: yeah and, and, and again you know a, a high offense defenseman what an idea put him on the power play when you need <laughs> offense what an idea <laughs> shocker <laughs>
0: oh uh, I brought up Pavelski a minute ago I should know oh. with, with his goal on Monday night Pavelski became the third Sharks draft pick to reach a thousand points joining Ray Whitney and Patrick Marlowe. San Jose is the only NHL team since 1991 to have three picks reach a thousand points. So you got to stick tap the pickers on that
1: one. Yeah. I, I know, That's I know my on air, I know my on air persona is the shut up about Pavelski guy, but <laughs> I mean, I remember like, you, because and- my on air per- <laughs> persona is Pabs. <laughs> right, but like I, I mean, you, you, you know this. I rem, like my, you know, I decide, and and those of you younger may not remember this. 2008 playoffs overtime against Dallas Stars, Pavelski scored the game winning goal. I'm like, that guy is my favorite player. Bucking a, I, I love Joe Pavelski, and so seeing that, I think it's awesome, and I wish he could have done it as a Shark, but he yeah. didn't, and. Dude, Jesse
0: coming in hot with a on. nice take. Most of Ek's PK minutes were after the deadline when we were at warm body level. Solid, there you go, solid Shout call, out to Jesse. Yeah, uh, let's get to the bet. Oh, it's no. finally over, and here was the bet The so jerk won. We had a couple bets this year. Jerk won the first one where it was uh, well, they had to win you know so many games between the. The, oh, they had to win at least three games between the 7th and 25th of February, which they did. So uh, based on that, had to hand out Jerk a crispy fiver. However, I got it back because my bet was from February 7th to the end of the season, they would not, you said that they would win 10 games. I said no. And they won seven. Seven <laughs> out of 31, bro
1: honestly no like, wonder I, you
0: were so jazzed about this being the end of the
1: season <laughs> well and the thing is i know like we know the sharks are terrible like nobody needs to explain that to us <laughs> we knew but even like in spite of that i like <laughs> i thought there would be more like,
0: <laughs> you know Dude, like well, just, you've already said it like you're like based on just odds and statistics so yeah, like
1: <laughs> just math right just the mathematics of it all. Oh
0: man. So, uh th- w- you know, so we have we have a tiebreaker in the off season. We'll you know, we'll we'll find out uh I I would imagine sometime in July. But uh so Jerk wins bet 1, I won bet 2 and the tiebreaker is uh me saying that EK will not be wearing a teal jersey this October, but Jerk says yes he will. So Crispy Fiverr between now and uh, either July. I mean, let's be honest. If he, if if Chief is still here in August, probably going to be here in October.
1: Uh, I wouldn't say. Oh, maybe. Hey,
0: you know what? It may take t- other teams a little longer to to find their way. Who knows? Well, because,
1: it, well hell, the, when did the when did the Sharks
0: get Ek? Didn't they get him like a week before camp or like during yeah. camp?
1: Yeah, it was literally. Yeah, it, I think it was on media day. Yeah. <laughs> See, so because there you there go. Was, because you remember, you know, you, I remember. You remember, oh, I think it was whoever, you know, Shang or Pashalka, whichever the maybe, you know, uh, Chris Tierney's not at Media Day. And it's like, oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then, <laughs> and, and, you know, that was like, that's what started it all was it was like, oh, you know, we're being told there's some players not at Media Day. And it's like, well, that's
0: weird. Uh, well, geez. Watch what happens when one of them misses a team photo. Yikes. Right. Oh, man. So, uh, through 82 games this season, Sharks 60 points, 8 home wins. Through 82 games last season, they had 77 points. So, they actually went down 17 points this season. Good. Uh, Yeah. I mean, (laughs) mean, this is the
1: year to do it, right?
0: It's right where we want them. (laughs) Are you not entertained? Uh, (laughs) Versus the in-division. They only had three wins in their division. One versus Anaheim, but oddly enough, three OTLs. That was weird. Uh, Is that odd? I don't know. I felt a little weird, but uh, Calgary got just decimated. 0 and four. Edmonton, at least you pulled one point. You were 0 2 1. LA, same. Seattle, you actually had a win. And uh, a loss and an OTL. So you pulled three points from those three games, but you also gave Seattle the most goals they've ever gotten in a game. <laughs> <laughs> and uh Vancouver. Oh, three and one couldn't solve them. And then bizarrely enough, the Pacific division winning v- Vegas golden Knights. You went two and two. <laughs> like that's the weirdest goddamn thing ever. Oh my God. Um, Let's finish off these stats for the end of the season. Scored first 43 times, 116. Had the lead a total of 55 times, 120. At home, and we're not counting the Prague game, even though it's a quote-unquote home, one of those is a home game. Scored first 19 times, 17. Had the lead a total of 25 times, eight. And if you dump the loser point, the Sharks would have 40 five points, and be at 25% for the number one pick. Goals four by period. 73, in the first period, 73, four, 82 against. Not not horrible. In the second period, 75, four, 100 against. Dash 25, dude. But in the third period, and this is the dick kicker. Dude, 75, four, 112 against. For you math majors at home, that's dash 37. On the uh, empty net side, they scored 11, allowed 21. short Short-handed side, the Sharks scored four shorties, allowed 13. So um, I think what we're trying to say here is the goalie sucked this year. Uh, you finish on the power play 26th. On the PK, 6th. Faceoff wins 14th. So right in the middle of the road for the faceoff, that's about the same. But when you compare it to last year... Power play this year, 26th. Last year, 22nd. PK this season, 6th. Last year, finished 2nd. And face-off wins, 14th. Last year, 17th. So, it's... It, it, and you talked about EK's numbers on even strength and everything, and it seemed to be like that's where things were good for San Jose for the most part. They were better 5-on-5, five five, but the goaltending, the special teams went down the, the toilet. <laughs> right. Uh, and, and what kind of magnifies that is the fact that the blue line last season averaged 5.13 points per game this year, 5.43. So and, and it should be stated that before Timo left, they were about, I think, it was a little better than half a point better. So once Timo left, obviously that number skewed down. Um, and
1: and speaking of points, really quick, I do want to correct myself. So, sure, uh, as, as, with the season ending, uh, Carlson ended up only w- ended up one point behind McDavid for even strength points. So he did not have more than him. But oh, okay, even, but even being one behind, <laughs> so, yeah, I was going right? to say it's
0: still pretty goddamn <laughs> impressive. Yeah. Um. But anyway, uh, yeah, back to where I went. Forwards, like I said, five point one three points per game last season. This year, five point four three. But the blue line was the big one. Last season, 1.8 points per game came from the blue line. This year, 2.33. So more than a half a point better. And we
1: know why. Uh, Yeah, and I was going (laughs) to say, thank you, Eric Carlson. (laughs) I mean, I'd be curious to know, like, uh, you know, because Carlson had 101 this year. If you did the math on this year with his point total from last year, I'd be curious to know what that would end up being, you know? Oh,
0: man. Be interesting. Uh, Reimer, his last five, he went 2 3 and 0 with an eight fifty-seven and a four thirty-three. 33. Kakinen, his last five went 1 3 and 1, a 905, 357. And re- you also have to take into account over the season, both of these Chiefs were pulled twice.
2: <laughs> Jesus.
0: I mean, well, dude, do you remember. Uh, was it Jones's last season where he was literally averaging getting pulled every fourth game?
1: Yeah, and even that I think is being generous.
0: <laughs> yeah, it might have been like three point eight nine games. You know, if you like do all the math. <laughs> oh my lord, that's that's so that's some suckage. But on the... want,
1: speaking of suckage, really quick, I did the math, and if if Eric Carlson this year scored as many points as he did last year the points from the blue line would be 1.52 points per game, which is less than last year. Jesus. So I think that, you know, again, if you want to, you know, say, you know, here's some Norris trophy Kool-Aid, like I think that's another <laughs> it's <laughs> another right. cup, I think. Oh, dude, you're so right.
0: <laughs> On the season, Reimer finished 12-21-8 uh, with an 890 and a 3.48 goals against. Kakanen, 9, 20, and 7, 8, 8, 3, save percentage, 3.85 goals against. Uh, Makaniemi only had one game started. He did come in to spell somebody at one point, but he had a 9.06 with a 2.13, and Aaron Dell, same, same. Game started three, but games played four, so he spelled somebody. But he, of course, finishes with the best at a .913 and a 2.71 goals against. Ah, yikes. Um, I mean, we, we have, you know, we're just, just over the top of the hour. We kind of have a fork in the road and, uh, I don't know if we let the audience decide or let you decide or whatever. We can either move on to the epilogue or we can, uh, talk about the NHL playoffs and a couple other things along with the, the Barracuda before the epilogue, or we just do the epilogue now. What do you say?
1: I muted myself. Uh I-, <laughs> I
0: was gonna say, you go take a leak. What happened? Make a sandwich? No, I
1: I I, I think let's, you know, the epilogue is the reason why they're here. All right. So I it. think
0: we do it last. Oh shit. Okay, look at you. Like yeah, let's
1: get let's get the boring. Let's clickbait the hell out of <laughs> 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 All
0: right. So let's move on around the uh the the NHL. This is the first time neither O V or Crosby are gonna be in the playoffs since 07. Mm-hmm. Dude, sixteen seasons ago, has the baton finally been passed to Matthews and McDavid?
1: Uh, I would say no. We're not there yet. Because well, because Ovechkin's chasing the record, right? And Surely. Washington and Washington, you know, is retooling uh, on the fly, which I mean, you know, survey says it looks good for them so far, I would think, going into next year. And then I mean Crosby is Crosby, right? And 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 whether they like it or not, you know, Pittsburgh, they're married to those big three there, Crosby, Malkin, and Latang. You know, they're not just going to go away. And didn't I mean? they just give Malkin an extension like before this season? Malkin and Letang both got extensions last summer. You know, last, last summer was the time to pull the trigger on a rebuild and they didn't do it. So. <laughs> got to know when to rebuild your rebuild. Right. And they already said, you know, they've already and granted things can change. But, you know, they've already come out and said, like, you know, our goal is for Crosby to retire as a Penguin. Right. Yeah. So.
0: Well, in Pittsburgh, cleaned house. Right.
1: Yeah, fi- <laughs> fired the president of hockey ops, fired the GM, <laughs> fired the AGM. Here's the real curious thing, okay? And you, you know how it is with the, you know, the organizational hierarchy of a hockey team. You're obviously familiar. Mm-hmm. The the coach, Mike Sullivan, the head coach, is on the search committee for the new GM. Have you ever heard of a scenario where you have a say in who your boss is? Yeah, that's no it's it, and, and and you know Mike Sullivan he just got an extension and he's obviously very revered in that market but it is interesting that like you're 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 having a hand in picking your boss that's,
0: yeah that's a little <laughs> odd uh, i think
1: that just speaks to the cachet he has whoa uh, oh, oh, i know words
0: uh, hey whoa anaheim fired dallas Eakins. Uh, i think you know he had a really good run there and it's too bad things didn't turn out for him because you remember he got promoted from uh San Diego. San Diego, and yeah. He
1: put up. He had some real good seasons there.
0: Yeah, had some very good seasons. But it's like, do you think his his like luck kind of ran out because you know when he came in, he knew everything that he had in the system yeah. and who to call up and you know and so it was kind of like he knew how to like count cards. And then <laughs> right. you know, and then a-, a few seasons go by, and all of a sudden he doesn't know like the freshman down below, and all of a sudden
1: it's like, oh shit. <laughs> well, and and I think, you know, it's important to note as well here that you know he wasn't fired, it, you know his his contract expired and and it wasn't renewed, right? And exactly. so I I kind of feel like this is a situation, rightly or wrongly, Anaheim thinks that okay this is our time to like step up and try and be good. We're going to get our real coach now. Oh, well, that's and that's not to, that's not to say anything about Dallas Akins Cause to your point, you know, again, uh, similar, to, similar to Mike Sullivan in Pittsburgh, very revered within that organization, had some good seasons with the San Diego goals. Right. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, we remember 2017, the goals in the Barracuda had many a bloodbath against each other. Um, but, you know, and, and I think, you know, not to put the cart before the horse, but I do wonder when the sharks eventual turnaround begins, I wonder if the same kind of thing is going to happen, you know. Mhm. There's a certain Ryan Worsofsky just kind of <laughs> sitting in the wings. Yeah, sit waiting in his makeup chair, you know. So well, it's kind of like
0: Bugner with the boy, you know. Right. Oh man. Uh, the NHL announced the global series will make its way down under this September, I'm sure much to the delight of like a tiger.
1: Well, so he was saying that I guess uh, <laughs> which if you're not in the discord server you really should be <laughs> uh, he was sharing his thoughts on in the in the server that I guess uh, um, I guess tickets for that game it's gonna be it's like uh, are
0: they ridiculous
1: like 500 oh! <laughs> Austral- 500 Australian which is about it's about 330 in u.s. dollars oh. and he and he said he was like i'm not paying 500 dollars australian to go see the fucking coyotes yeah. so <laughs> i feel like this like, will be the good the, point
2: yeah no
0: i feel like this will be the first time the coyotes will be the home team in a sold out full-size arena since the bush administration
1: right well like, and, it's been and, a minute know, well and not only that but it, it gets to a situation right and and i off the top of my head i don't know what flying out of australia is like but you know, to get one of these packages, because he would have to, you know, I don't know where Tiger lives, but I know he would have to travel for this game. And then you have to buy a ticket to the game. Like, at what point is the cost similar to just fly to San Jose and go to a game? <laughs> <laughs> you're right. Oh, and I don't know, right. to, you know, uh, Australia to Bay Area. I have no idea. But, you know, I it's oh, something I would look into. I was going
0: to say, I think it's somewhere in the neighborhood of like 18 to 20 hour flight.
1: No, I, I'm just talking about, I'm talking about cost. dollars. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But still, it's. I mean, it's still a lot of time. Uh, Another thing that came out this week, not necessarily hockey-related, but uh, TSN put out an article that said the NBA had fined the Mavericks, the Dallas Mavericks, seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars, saying that they undermined the integrity of our sport, saying the Dallas Mavericks' decision to restrict key players from fully participating in an elimination game last Friday against Chicago undermined the integrity of our sport. So my point being is coaches and players don't tank, but the guys making roster decisions up above certainly can (laughs) just saying. So playoff matchups playoffs. We don't talk a bit about playoffs playoffs. So here we go. Everything starts tomorrow. Um, Here are your matchups. You can see dates and times and in channels and all that stuff. Uh, I mean, jerk and I, we can, we can blow through our picks real quick here. Um, But the first thing I do want to point out though, the East right now, you can, you can see it on the screen, but we have people listening audio only Uh, Boston versus Florida, Tampa versus Toronto, Carolina versus New York Islanders and New York Rangers versus the devils, which for those of you unaware is a 14 mile drive. <laughs> so, <laughs> fans from both teams pretty easy to make that jaunt and go see both.
1: I mean, if you're if, I mean if you're a Devils fan who prior to this year made the playoffs once in 10 years, do you not try and scoop up tickets to all four of those first games? Oh, hell yeah. You know, the two in New Jersey and then the two in Manhattan? Yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> oh, dude, you're going to Prudential and the Square either way.
1: Yeah, I if I was a Devils fan, I would be trying to get tickets to games one through four, hit them all, you know, and, and you know,
0: <laughs> just have a time. But it should be noted, though, if we go to one through eight, the matchups between uh, with Boston, Florida, Carolina and Islanders stay the same, but it would change to Tampa Bay versus New Jersey and Toronto versus New York. I got to tell you, I like the idea of Toronto versus New York in the first round. I like Jersey versus Tampa in the first round. I, I like the one through eight matchups better. Now, on the west side... the chain, West side? <laughs> west side! It changes uh, exponentially. You mm-hmm. You keep Vegas and Winnipeg as it stands right now. Edmonton versus LA. Colorado versus Seattle. Dallas versus Minnesota. However, if you go one through eight, all of a sudden, it's VGK and Winnipeg, as it still is, but every other matchup would change. You'd have Edmonton versus Seattle. I like that matchup, it, you, especially when you bring into account that how much closer Seattle is to Edmonton versus LA. Colorado versus Minnesota over
1: Colorado versus Seattle. Mm, I think that's kind of negligible. Well, so here, let me, let me interject here. Yeah. One of my friends is a you Minnesota Wild fan. You don't
0: have friends. Stop it.
1: <laughs> One of my friends is a Minnesota Wild fan. And according to him, from the perspective of the Minnesota Wild, you know, Colorado is their LA Kings. So really? Yeah. Okay. So I think Minnesota if if they were to go under a different format and it ended up being Minnesota, Colorado, I think that would be from, from Colorado, I, I can't say if Colorado fans feel that way about Minnesota, <laughs> but you know, if you're looking for a blood, I don't want to say a bloodbath, but if you're looking for some more intrigue, yeah, I think that would be the route. But even then, you know, Minnesota, to, I mean, we talked about it. What was it last week or two weeks ago? I like how, the
0: idea of Dallas, Minnesota because of the, you know, the history between the franchises.
1: Yeah. it's tight. Uh, tight. I, I will but say also, this though. I, but
0: here's what I also like though, dude, Dallas versus LA, if it's one through eight, Tell me you don't have fun as a Sharks fan looking at the whole DeBoer versus TMac.
1: That would be kind of cool to see, right? But we could still get that, yeah. you know. And yeah. and I think you know to your to to the point that you were making, you know, I and I, I hate to I hate to like do this because I do agree with you about the playoff format, Sad. but I but I do think the current playoff format I think has created some intriguing matchups this year. I mean, L.A. Edmonton is going to be really interesting to see because if you remember last year, LA had Edmonton on the ropes and they squandered it. And so that's going to be interesting to see them run it back. Same thing with Toronto and Tampa Bay. Toronto had Tampa Bay on the ropes. They squandered it. So I want to see that run back. And <laughs> Toronto then obviously
0: squanders the lead what, breaking right. news, <laughs> right?
1: You know, and, and, and then seeing Rangers versus devils, you know, that's, I mean, you know, that's a very, very deep rivalry as you and I know. I mean, the the year the uh, the year the Devils went to the Stanley Cup final in twenty in twenty twelve uh, they played the Rangers in the in the conference final you know so there is some some playoff history there so you know I, I I do agree with you I think the previous format is significantly better but this current format has also provided some some intriguing matchups to say the least are
0: you willing to uh, share your bracket yeah I don't care go for it all right uh all right let's let's do it let's start do you on the need east. me
1: to do you need me to pull it up for you or are you we just gonna vocalize I'm, I'm, it or what?
0: dude I'm, I'm
1: i'm you see me right here okay i, I got my shit uh, so I, <laughs> I, I i was not i i didn't know who i am and sure it was i gotta be honest
0: yeah well dude just i mean come on that was the right. one of the best gags ever <laughs> <laughs> so for me uh we'll start on the uh you know eastern side uh boston
1: in five whoo Ye, i gotta i'm pulling up mine right now i want to see what i said um and and everybody that's uh
0: that's watching right now shit you know share yours on the boston florida who you taking how many games get it in the chat people let's see where and, we match up at
1: and 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 here let me i'm gonna do this as well while i if i can figure out how to navigate this damn thing <laughs> but yeah okay i got Boston. I'm gonna, boston so i'm M5. gonna so, if you have not joined already, uh, in the I'm sharing the link to join the Teal Town USA Bracket Challenge League. It's in the YouTube uh, chat.
0: It's in the, the YouTube path. chat. But for those listening on, you know, delay, and uh, for those listening to audio, it is the pinned tweet on the there Teal Town uh, Twitter. So, if you want to jump in and have some fun with us on uh, the the NHL brackets, you can find it right there.
1: And the password is pucknologists one, no spaces, no capitals, and that's the number one. There you go. Okay, back to it. So you said Boston in five.
0: I said Boston in five. We have a, a lot of people in, uh, in the chat saying six, seven. Uh, Marchand's nose wins it. Uh, <laughs> uh, five, five, four, a couple sweeps. Uh, what, what, what say you?
1: I also said Boston in five. Oh, um, nice. All right. So I we mean, agree. Good. I mean, obviously, historical bad for team. the show. But, right. you know, <laughs> his historical team for one. But then also like Florida, like Florida spent everything they had to get to the playoffs. Yeah. And I just don't think they have anything left. Well, d- personally. Just the fa-
0: well the fact that they're facing a team that like set the league record in points. Yeah, <laughs> they're rolling. Dude, <laughs> dude, Allmark is rested, bro. He's only played like, what, 48 games this year. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, and and that's because, like, you know, when Mark's not going, like, they got Jeremy Swayman. You mean future Sharks, Jeremy Swayman? Hey, fingers crossed, future Shark Jeremy Swayman. (laughs) You know, is 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 just, you know, he as a backup goalie, he's got a cool, casual 921 save percentage,
0: like a cucumber,
1: and and that's not inflated. Like Jeremy Swayman is actually a good goalie, but I digress.
0: All right, Toronto versus Tampa. I'll let you go first on this one.
1: So last year, when you asked me this question, I said, don't <laughs> sleep. I said, I said, don't count out Tampa. They're the sleeping giant. You were, and you were correct. This year, I'm counting out Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I feel like it's been said every year, but I really, truly feel like this year is the Maple Leafs year just because they, in, you know, in this little six year span, they've been making the playoffs. They've never loaded up like they have this year. Mm-hmm. They've never had a good skill of like uh, a good mix of skill and physicality like they do this year. And this is the ICU's worst, very, very loosely, the worst Tampa team we've seen since they missed the playoffs in 2017.
0: Yeah. Uh, and uh, so, oh, do you, do you have games or are you just going to run? Yeah, Leafs least in seven. Uh, dude, are you copying my my bracket? I <laughs> no. literally have the same thing. Good. All right. All right. Um we go to Islanders versus Carolina. This is another one. Uh, everybody share yours in the chat. A lot of people looks uh looks like Toronto is the favorite for that one, although we got a couple Tampas. Uh Islanders, Carolina. A lot of people are saying this could be the upset upset series. I mean, you can't mm-hmm. count out Sorokin.
1: Uh I no, you cannot. <laughs> <laughs> so, who's your? Uh, or, or
0: are we gonna go back to me? We'll go back to me. Uh, you go back to you. That's fine. Uh, well, and uh, again, Sorokin cannot. I have Islanders and seven. And and the whole thing is, you know, my bracket's already filled out. Yep. So it's, you know, I'm not bullshitting here and just going. Okay, what does Lacey say in the chat? You know. I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I've got Isles and seven. What say you?
1: I said Isles in seven. Holy for... shit. Dude, we literally have the same <laughs> bracket through three matchups. For For two reasons. For two reasons. I, I'm sorry. For three reasons. Number one, uh, one of Carolina's best players is done for the year not playing. Number two, Carolina's goaltending, despite the fact they have three goalies who have done well this year, I'm not overly hyped on what their goaltending is all about. And number three... I think the way that the New York Islanders play their style of play, I think is much more successful in the playoffs than in the regular season. I truly think that the Islanders have what it takes to grind the hurricanes down. I like it to me. I was just
0: kind of, you know, when, when it comes down to kind of like a a tie on all angles, Mm -hmm. I I always sit there and go, who's the goalie? Right, you know, and I'm like Sorokin's killing it. So
1: I was gonna say, dude, Ilya Sorokin, like I, I <laughs> exposing myself. I Are you
0: trying to say, uh, like Vezina sneaker?
1: Well, no, I, I wouldn't say he's, I wouldn't say he's a sneaker because I think he's legitimately a really, really good goalie, and he's going to win a Vezina Trophy at some point. But like, yeah, but you, you dude, know, and and you were stroking
0: Allmark hard halfway through.
1: Well, and and rightfully so. <laughs> You know, and I, and again, I don't want to expose anybody here, you know, but a couple of the Teal Town ballots didn't even have Ilya Sorokin on there. and I'm You're not like, talking about me, are you? No, no, of course oh, not. Oh, okay. And I'm just like, man, that is a choice because... Well, dude, I'm <laughs> dying to
0: see what this... Every, okay, any of the Teal Town people that have access to the ballot that haven't
1: filled it out, hurry the fuck up, man. I want to see this thing.
2: <laughs> I'm dying <laughs> to see.
1: Um, you know, I I just like like you said, you know, look at the goalie, Sirok. You know, Fred. Whether it's Frederick Anderson or uh, who the hell is it? Jesus uh, Antiranta or Kachetkov on Carolina, mm-hmm. I I take honestly, I take Ilya Sorokin over any of those three guys. I think I take Ilya Sorokin over, you know, any of the goalies in the Eastern Conference, except for, like, you know. <sighs> And that's not to say that he's better than Vasilevsky or better than Shesterkin or better than old Marker Swayman. But I just think, you know, the way like the way he plays, there's just something about it, you know, and he's like, you know, I, I don't know the exact, you know, vocabulary of the record, but he set like a a shutout record earlier this season. It was like most shutouts within a span of games or something. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, man, way too many people are sleeping on this guy. <laughs>
0: Dude. Okay, let, let's move on. Jersey and the Rangers.
1: <sighs> I said the Devils and Six. Don't tell me you said that
0: too. <laughs> That's exactly what I said. Oh my god. Are you, Are you fucking my ballot? Dude! I'm, dude, you can see my screen. Yes. Right? This is the screenshot. Okay? Yeah. Dude, I, got it. I have Devils and Six. <laughs> Ah! Oh my God, that is so funny. I this I, uh, this was the one that I thought you we were gonna like disagree on. This is the one I thought you were gonna have the Rangers like in seven. Oh, dude, how I fucked think, up is I mean, that gonna be to see? Uh, like, because aren't we all like? Look, it, it you know the the Sharks fans this season we don't have a lot to root for. But weren't you kind of rooting for like Carolina versus Jersey in the second round so you could see Timo versus Brent? You know. No. Okay. Fuck him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we're, God I, just damn, think, I, how the hell did we not only agree on every team, but the amount of games, dude, that is
1: creepy. I just think when it comes to devils versus Rangers, I just, I mean, Shusterkin is the best goalie in that series. No yes, doubt. Yes. But absolutely I think the forwards on the devils versus on, uh, versus the Rangers, The Devils' forwards, I think, just have more pop to their game. You know, I mean, you look at you look at um, you know the Rangers' top six. You know, uh, a third of their top six are rentals, right? And they're good. They're good players, but it's not full of homegrown talent (laughs) like the Devils. And I and I know
0: steal all the players from Chicago.
1: Right. And I, and I know Timo Meyer is not a homegrown talent for the devils, but safe to assume he's going to be there for a while. Right. Yeah. And, 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 you know, regardless of what you think about these players, just in a vacuum within the scope of this year, I'm taking Dougie Hamilton over Adam Fox, just within the scope sure. of this year, sure. within the scope of this year.
0: In the, in the chat, we have uh devils in seven Jersey and five devils and seven Ian coming in Rangers in Rangers and six, uh, Trey devils in six. Jersey and is, is this the most polarizing series so far in the chat? It feels like it, yeah. Um, Devil Six, Jersey Seven, Rangers and Six. Here's uh, the thing hard though. to bet against Igor with a shaky netminder.
1: there <laughs> that's fair. Rangers here's
0: is stacked the- as a can of Pringles, but got to go with New Jersey because of <laughs> Timo.
1: <laughs> well, and, and and here's the thing of the four series in the Eastern Conference that we've talked about. This is the only one where if it went the opposite of what I predicted, I wouldn't be all that surprised.
0: Right. Completely agree with you. And uh, Ryan saying, uh, devil's Rangers might end up being the best series in the first round. I, I, I would, uh, you know, look, uh, I don't know. Devil's Minnesota piques my interest. I I would say it's, it could be the best in the, uh, well, I don't know, man, Tampa Bay and Toronto might be fun too.
1: Anyway, I just uh, think, and, and you know, I we had brought up the point I think it was a couple weeks ago where with the exception of Florida, every Eastern Conference playoff team swung big at the trade deadline. Yeah, and so you ca- you have to think that it's just going to be a a, <laughs> a real massacre in that <laughs> Eastern Conference.
0: Dude, don't think that I didn't consider that a sweep. I may go back and have to adjust my bracket. Yeah, you know. All right, let's get to the West side. West side. <laughs> Uh, Vegas, Winnipeg. The, again, this is a series that some people said is begging for an upset. And sir, on my bracket, I have Winnipeg in seven. Wow, Hellabuck, dude. Yeah, it, you know could what? hella fuck the Vegas Golden Knights.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's hard to bet against Connor Hellebuck. I will give you that point. But
0: uh, all all the uh, listeners right now, get your uh, Vegas, Winnipeg. Picks
1: in the uh, chat, please. I just think, again, you know, it's hard to bet against Hellebuck, and I do like a lot of the players that Winnipeg has. You know, on dude, forward, Morrissey? on defense. I, right, you know, I, I, I really truly like Whoa! a lot of, the, dude. I really, I really truly like a lot of the players that Winnipeg has. But just you know, like I was mentioning earlier, the way that they've seemed really discombobulated all year, like it, it just. I, I don't have a lot of confidence in them unless Connor Hellebuck has multiple shutouts in this series, I'm, right?
0: I'm I, and I hear you on that, but I feel like that San Jose game when he fucking called out everybody. I, I, I it seems like they kind of turned things around a little bit, I, dude. Sure. I'm and I'm sure our buddy uh, Jewels, uh, dude, she'd be calling like Vegas and three.
1: I I mean I have Vegas and five.
0: Whew. As does uh, Ian. I believe. Yeah. He also, uh, Lacey has Knights and Six. But yeah, I'm seeing is- a dude a lot of Vegas, Vegas Six, Vegas Five, Vegas Six. Dude, Avocado, everybody needs a hero, dude. He says Jets in Four. Well,
1: here's the <laughs> thing. Here, but here's the thing, right, is the Winnipeg Jets have talent. Nobody's doubting that. But I think mentally, uh, we, I talked about it earlier, mentally, I think they're very fragile.
0: Yeah. That's, hmm. It's going to be fun. It's gonna be fun. So uh seeing Nick Winnipeg, I like how <laughs> Winnipeg seven, Trey, Winnipeg seven, uh Lacey I might have picked five. Jetson six from Hot Wheels. Uh I, I love how I don't like how Winnipeg finished from Ian. Go ahead.
1: I love how so and this is not meant to blast anybody. I'm just pointing out something that's funny. <laughs> I Nick Cooper in the chat agrees with you, which is awesome. Yeah. It's, instead it's, of saying It doesn't happen of, very it, often. Instead of saying instead of saying I AJ I agree or I agree with AJ they said agree with AJ actually as if that's as <laughs> the if first that's time it's ever happened or something. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um,
0: L A at Edmonton in the first round. Uh, wh- wh- where are you going here?
1: I really wanted to pick L A because I like what they've done. Sure, but I just think the high end talent on Edmonton. Is much better than L.A., and I think Edmonton is going to take care of L.A. again this year in seven.
0: <laughs> Do you, okay. You want to talk hero? Don't tell me you said L.A. in anything less than six. Dude, I said Edmonton in four.
2: Wow.
0: Yeah. I have – have, I dude, I think Edmonton – Dude, because I, I just think Edmonton's power play. Yeah. And, but but – d-
1: but and, you and don't dude, get a lot of Skinner's, power
0: plays in the playoffs, though. Uh, we'll see what happens, dude. But in, in Skinner's stash, I believe in Skinner's stash. <laughs> but yeah, dude, I'm a hero on <laughs> that one, dude. Oilers hey, speaking- in four. That's the only sweep that I have. Now, after talking to you and everything, I might have to go in and adjust my bracket and be like, <laughs> okay, I'm going to switch. I Right now I have Boston in five, Edmonton in four. I might have to flip those numbers.
1: And here's the thing. I actually I think depth... Like, I think L.A.'s depth is actually, uh, on forward, I think L.A.'s depth is better than Edmonton's, right? But Edmonton's high-end talent is better. Uh, Edmonton's goaltending is better, at least for this year. You know, you can have a conversation about, you know, generally speaking. Yeah. You know, so I, I just think, you know, you know, some people may argue that L.A. is a better team than Edmonton, but Edmonton does the razzle-dazzle better than L.A., And that's and that's kind of what the first round is all about—is the razzle dazzle. Like it really and everything. Yeah, it really doesn't become a chess match until round two, I think.
0: Well, let me ask you this: Who do you think Evander Kane bet on to win this one? Oh (laughs) jeez. You know,
1: you know the other thing is (laughs) what it is. I I, it's it's going to be very. I'm I'm just very interested to see how that one plays out, right? Because you know. They tr- they L.A., they traded Jonathan Quick at the deadline because it wasn't working out for them. Sure. And they kind of and they kind of put all their eggs on the Jonas Corpusalo Phoenix, Copley basket. Right. And and you know what? Since they brought in Corpusalo and ran with him and Copley, L.A. played better towards the end of the season. I'm curious to know how long that lasts, though. You know what I dude, mean? Because as well, <laughs> you pointed out, Stuart Skinner has played very, very well. And dude. we were talking about heroes a couple I, minutes ago.
0: Dude, I was talking about Skinner last season.
1: Right. And and you want to talk about heroes, right? So, on the Teal Town USA ballot, seven people have sent in their picks, and only one of them has said Stuart Skinner is the v- Calder. Yeah. And it's me. Oh, hey now.
0: Oh, dude, we so, have breaking news. Real breaking news? Or Actually, fake breaking no, news? this is real breaking news. Just okay. tweet it out. This is pretty fucking cool for me. You okay. might not care for it. I like it. Okay. Uh, breaking Randy Hahn and Brett Hedekin will be announcing games three and four between Dallas and Minnesota on TBS. Jonathan Becker just tweeting that out now. Uh, I mean, hey, love to hear a familiar voice and, uh, I mean, the slobbering that Randy will do over Pavelski. I look forward to it. (laughs) Far out. But, uh, I mean, hey, it's friendly voices, uh, at least one of them. The other one wants to meet me at the bike racks. It's fine. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Where are we? So uh, you are. You said Vegas, right? Uh,
1: yeah, I said Vegas in
0: five. Vegas in five. I said Winnipeg in seven. Okay, so that's the first one we disagree on. We both agree that Edmonton will beat L.A.
1: Yeah, I said seven. You said five.
0: Okay. Uh, no, I said four, but I I may oh, change it right. before it starts. Man,
1: four—that's a choice, dude. Dude, that's a hero move, dude. Hero. Do you wanna? Do you wanna put a fiver? I don't. I don't even care who wins. Do you wanna put a fiver on that series being longer than four games? Uh, <laughs> let's talk offline. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we have a I don't lot... even care who wins. <laughs> we
0: we have a lot more to get to. Um. All right, Seattle at the Avalanche. Uh, you went first last time, so I'll go first this time. Uh. I, I really debated hard on whether to call this a sweep or not. So, it, it, Seattle finished terribly, and Martin Jones is still on their roster. So, I have Colorado in five. And it would be four if uh, Landis and Makar was still here.
1: Right. Well, It would and, be and fucking saw, three. Well, and you saw that Landis is not going to play at all this year. Exactly. Right? So, that's yeah. what I'm
0: saying. Like, you know, hopefully McCar is back quickly but uh, I have got Colorado even with even with all of that I think the weight of the moment and everything like that and the fact that they're playing the cup winners who have that championship blood right now Colorado in 5
1: so I I also said Colorado in 5 I Fuck I think Fuck you dude <laughs> I think this this year this year I think the Kraken the Kraken are a good story They, right? are. they are But you know, I just I don't see them having what it takes to get past the Avalanche. Just because you mentioned the goaltending, and I, again, I I think I think Seattle actually has good depth, like underratedly good it's, depth. It's,
0: yeah, but Donato's but still they, there,
1: right? But they don't, but they don't have, you know, I mean, uh, they don't really have like a hundred point superstar, right? I mean, not yet. Matty Beneers is going to be there eventually. Oh hell yeah! But they don't have that hundred point superstar yet you know i think this is a really good preamble for them you Mm -hmm. know and i think if they lose in the first round i think they'll be happy to be there truthfully but here's the other thing the caveat so you know you remember before he went to seattle philip grubauer was on the avalanche had a couple vesna caliber seasons with the avalanche avalanche didn't want to pay him money yeah, and so dude, they don't traded, he, he, he they, he traded for darcy Kemp, they traded for darcy kemper and said you know sorry philip grubauer you know you uh <sighs> you know yeah you were good but we don't want to pay you and 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 that said since grubauer has been in seattle he hasn't played all that well you know it's been actually terrible for grubauer in seattle yeah but i wonder playing his former team the team he almost won a vesna trophy with and uh didn't want to pay him. Like, I wonder yeah. if that gets his dander up at all. Oh, yeah,
0: dude, you're going to be juiced.
1: All right. And but... I like Philip Grubauer, you know, so I think <laughs> but, but, but it'll be have... really interesting, the one game Seattle wins. Well, okay, what's your bottom?
0: <laughs> so you, you got Colorado on five? Yep. All right. Jesus. Fuck.
1: I think it just shows how smart we are. I don't know why you're shocked.
0: <laughs> well, no, I, I'm just, no, because when it comes to hockey, I will readily admit, you know, and you research, you do way more work than I do. So the fact that our East, again, not only that the picks, but the amount of games are completely identical, blows my mind. Um, so, and then you, but you have Vegas. Uh, so there we differ. We both have Edmonton. We both have Colorado. Dallas, Minnesota. Okay, this could get fun. <laughs> who, who you got there, sir? <laughs> everybody everybody uh, listening, if you have access to the chat, please, we'd love to know your takes. Dallas or Minnesota in how many games? I see Lacey's already in. Stars in seven. Uh, jerk, what say you? Dallas stars in six. <sighs> Sir, <laughs> can you please wow. stop looking at my bracket? <laughs> Dude, I cannot believe how much we have matched up. That is insane.
1: Here's the thing you, you want to, I mean, we'll probably get Dude, into and, it. And my
0: whole thing is, uh, well, let me hit Let me hit the chat real quick. We got uh Stars and 7, Stars and 5, Stars and 6, Stars and 7, Wild in 6, Nick is a hero, Ian Dallas in 6, uh Avocado Dallas in 5, Kevin Dallas in 7, TOBT Dallas in 5, Hot Wheels is a hero, Minnesota in 7, Phipps, Stars in 6, Bozo Dallas 6. So uh yeah, a lot of people Holy shit. Ian has Dallas coming out of the West. The same so do west do that has at- Oh, you mean to like play for the cup? Yep. Oh shit. Okay, let's get to that then, real quick. Yeah. Uh, give me, give me your, uh, your cup final. J- Dallas just the-
1: versus the just the cup final. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Da- just the teams.
1: Dallas versus Boston.
0: <sighs> nice. I have the o-
1: Tyler Sagan Bowl.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like it, uh, dude. I have, uh, I have, uh, Oilers Bruins.
1: If it makes you feel any better, I have the Oilers going to the Western Conference Final. I mean, maybe it'll make you feel better. I'm fine with (laughs) it. I just think it's, and again, the Western Conference. What? What? What has you
0: like? What has you thinking that Dallas is going to be Edmonton in the the Conference Final? Well,
2: hold on. What's the hockey
0: guy special? What? Who does he have? Like, I give a shit, but I'm just wondering. I mean, he watches a lot of hockey.
1: (laughs) <laughs> so I I think so. Here's what I think. I think the goaltending is better, right? For Boston. Or yes. are,
0: are
1: oh, oh, I you oh, oh no,
0: oh no, no 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 no. You're right. No Edmonton and uh, what did we say? Edmonton, Edmonton and Dallas. Dallas. So okay, Dallas has Otter. Okay, sure. Yes.
1: And 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 again, uh, you know, Stuart Skinner has played well this year. Dude, that stash is a, something to write home. Right. In a vacuum, I think Ottinger is better than Stuart Skinner. Here's the other thing. Number Agreed. two. Agree. Number uh, two, their top—Dallas' top line, Robertson, Ropey Hints, and Joe Pavelski. Who? Best, best five-on-five line in the league. Yeah. Best five-on-five line in the league. Number three, the old guard, Jamie Benn, Tyler Sagan, they've come around. They've, you know, found a way to kind of, you know— Kicking into that extra year, Jamie Ben has had a career resurgence, which has been huge for them. Um there you I like you know I, you looking at number one defenseman. I love Matthias Ekholm for Edmonton. Don't get me wrong, I love Matthias Ekholm. I like Miro Heiskanen a lot better. Mm-hmm. And Dallas has gotten contributions from their rookies: Wyatt Johnston, Ty Delandria. You know these are guys. Even Nils Lundqvist, not as much as I think he wants, but a good season from him. So I think the you know, the,
0: the question that I should have asked you. How the hell does Dallas get by Colorado? Depth. All right, I dig it. This was <laughs> fun, man. This was a, this is a lot of fun, dude. I again, I can't believe how close our brackets were. That blows me away. Man, is yeah. that, that that was so cool. Um, and so, and
1: so. it's funny. Like I feel confident about my bracket every year, but every year I'm wrong, like mm. to a degree. Except for oh. I think last year. I think last oh, so. year I think I picked all the series correct except for one. But still. Um, I had the, I had the right last year I predicted the right cup final. So yeah, I've, I've pulled that one out of my ass once in a while, but anyway, um. I, I I'm, I'll tell you this as an aside, I'm still mad about the 20, 2015 playoffs. And, and I'm, 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 I'm not, <laughs> let me finish. Yeah, I'm no, not exa- I'm not exaggerating when I say this, I'm being a hundred percent, a hundred percent honest. Had I not been, so high on what the auto senators were doing in 2015 had i used my brain instead of my heart oh yeah i probably would have won that travel package prize oh nice
0: yeah so if if you're (laughs) wondering who i'm uh, rooting for at least in the first round i mean um (gasps) let me stretch this out a little bit okay um anywho there is another team in San Jose we should get to for a quick minute before we move on to the epilogue. Oh, Barracuda. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. I mean, at least the Cuda finished strong. Picked up a couple of wins in Tucson. They went 2-0. and Gushin, two goals and an assist. Agazina, one goal, two assists. Frisch has two assists. Agazino setting a franchise record for points in a season with 59. At least in that first game, <laughs> he would increase it in the second. Mann would save 34 of 37. In the second game, it's a 4-2 victory. Gushen boom. Goal and an assist again. Agazzino piles on with two assists. Chris Guolo, one goal, one assist. Mann stops 22 of 24. Uh, so Agazino, I believe that means he finishes with 61 and, uh, yeah. Franchise record. Love to see it. Cuda finish 31, 34, two and five eighth in the Pacific division. Somehow just barely outside of the playoffs. When jerk told me just before we went on that everybody except Bar- the Barracuda evidently made it to the playoffs.
1: Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what it <laughs> felt like.
0: Ah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Ian and Lacey will have a proper Cuda wrap-up for you with Voice of the Barracuda, Nick Nolenberger, this Wednesday. So make sure you check that out. But the way it finishes off, uh, Agazino, dude. It's the it's the Aggo show. 26 goals, 35 assists, 61 points. That's the way Chief finishes the season. Dell posts a .898 save percentage, 3.14 goals against Mackiniemi, a little bit better. 900 save percentage, 2.96 goals against. Man, uh, man, you would have hoped it would have ended a little bit better. 0.894, a 3.32 goals against. So he was actually the bottom of the tree on that one. <sighs> I don't know. Strauss, I got a lot of hope for you, man. But anyway. Again, Ian and Lacey will have the proper Cuda wrap-up for you with Nick Nolenberger this Wednesday, so make sure you check that out, find out what the future of the franchise is coming to in San Jose. All right, let's uh, do our Tweet of the Week, and then we'll get to the epilogue. And uh, I have some things to say, as I tend to do. Uh, Bo Horvat evidently set the fucking world on fire when he was interviewed after the Islanders, uh, what they clinched? I think is what it was. And, uh,
1: uh, yeah, I believe so.
0: And, uh, whoever it was said, you know, Hey, what a, what a feeling this must be, blah, blah, blah. And he said, yeah, he said something along the lines of, you know, yeah. Uh, better than Vancouver.
1: <laughs> yeah. Cause they, yeah. They asked him like, Oh, what was the fan atmosphere? Like,
0: yeah. And so anyway, you know, and I think he was just, you know, a little gamesmanship, if you will, or whatever. But the fact that this, this dude had to come back, you sit here, you can see it on the screen. It's Bo Horvat saying it was kind of a heat of the moment thing. I didn't mean any disrespect to the fans of Vancouver, my teammates, or the city of Vancouver. It wasn't directed at them at all. The fans were all excited, and I was excited to be in a playoff push and just one of those things where my emotions got the best of me. This, again, and and Jerk and I kind of talked about this a little bit offline. Dude, I'm I'm just, you know, the media complains that players, oh, uh, we, you know, they don't show any personality, but then we vilify them for a a relatively benign comment that they sensationalized for clickbait wasn't it uh was it friedman who kind of like called out his brethren to say you know stop making big
1: fucking deals over little things right i just think it's and i i thought it was kind of funny too how the uh the commentator for the islanders was like well he knows where he's going to be playing for the next 8 years <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, I just God, like, oh man, can we just stop the whole
0: clickbait thing? That like that it's literally why the players show no personality. Because you know, they do any little thing and you guys are gonna blow it out. Uh yeah. the other thing, Sunday ticket prices. For those of you, who are the football people, Sunday ticket prices were released this week, and you know, you're gonna need a YouTube subscription to watch the NFL or an Amazon subscription to watch a different NFL game or an ESPN plus subscription to watch some other hockey. I mean, I'll be the first to admit it. I got tired of subsidizing channels that I never watched. I hated, <laughs> you know, paying for Directv and seeing like 400 through 499 was foreign language stuff. You know, I'm like, I don't want to subsidize that. I, people should absolutely have access to it. If, if I was in uh, Mexico, if I was in Japan and they said, oh, you want access to American channels or whatever? Yeah, that there's going to be a little bit of extra you have to pay. I would totally understand that. I, it, it bums me out that I have to subsidize channels that, that people don't watch. And that doesn't sit with just foreign language shit. There's, dude, do you know how many people watch Home Shopping Network? Right. The, I think you could probably fit them all inside of TechCU. But we all have to subsidize that shit. So, you know, I, I never watched that. I was happy to cut the cord, but I want to know how do you grow the game when fans have to jump through hoop after hoop, pay for multiple subscriptions to watch a game. And, you know, when are fans just going to be like, you know what? I'm tired of this shit. I'm tired of being priced out. I'm tired of having to jump through hoops. Fuck this. I'm going to so, start watching soccer. I'm going to so, uh, something else. I mean, and, and the thing is like it or not, we live in a world where illegal streaming is not only a tempting option, it's a lot fucking easier to do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's and it makes you wonder, would those streaming options exist if fans could find games easily and at a reasonable price? We all saw what happened 20 years ago with the music industry. Everybody went to LimeWire and Napster and all of that. And then what happened? Apple said, "Oh, here is all the music you want, solid quality, reasonable price. Here you go, and that was it. He fucking solved it. Mm-hmm. We need the same for when it comes to uh, <clears throat> you know
1: sports stuff. Because dude, flying that pirate flag is
0: pretty fucking easy.
1: <laughs> well, and and I like that you know I like that the sports networks have you know they they've made it so that these sports packages are part of part of something where it's like, yeah, you know, a lot of people would have this, you know, for example, the, uh, uh, the NHL package is part of the Disney bundle. A lot of people have the Disney bundle. That's not to say that everybody does, Sure. but a lot of people have the Disney bundle with, uh, you're talking about the NFL, uh, with, you know, a lot of people. And, and I'll say that this is not, (laughs) this is not a brand deal by any stretch, Mm -hmm. but, you know, we have YouTube TV here. You have YouTube TV. Yes. Phenomenal provider. Fantastic. The only thing that I, sucks I, is
0: latency. That's it.
1: Right. And and so I would say if you're, you know, if, if, if you were on the fence and you say, well, YouTube TV seems cool, but I'm not sure. This is your sign to get it. But <laughs> a lot of people have YouTube TV. So the NFL package is now rolled into that. Same thing uh, with Major League Baseball. A lot of people have Amazon Prime. Well, guess what? A lot of baseball games are on Amazon Prime. What I'm so I've I, 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 got I, you've got baseball games every Friday on Apple. Right. And so I do understand what you're saying, and for a lot of reasons, I do agree with you that it feels like it's become more difficult to figure out when these games are on. But at the same time, at, I think at least there's there's an effort to say, hey, you know what? Yeah, we're going to a new platform, but it's a platform that a lot of people have.
0: Yeah, well, and it just needs to get to that point where you know maybe the the NHL app, if you will, needs to expand needs to become its own kind of a channel and everything like that i want to uh finish up and then i gotta get to some comments here
1: yeah and you know i just you know and and even you know kevin lacy you know he (laughs) he was asking like you know the sharks when they played against the calgary films he's like what channel is this damn game on and and it's a pro and and that definitely is a problem where like you know, it's sometimes it's hard to figure out after the game has started, you know, before the game, it's different, but after the game has started, it's really hard to figure out what channel it's on. Yeah, And at
0: what point do you just go, fuck it. I'm watching something else. You know, yeah. you got to make it easy. Marty T. I, I, I don't know if this is, if this is meant for me. Napster was a wee bit before Apple music
1: Yeah, That's literally what I said. But even then that's but even then same thing like Apple Music and Spotify like when those came out like remember how many people bitched about it at first oh my god the, what is what no, is I'm just this? talking is... about
0: the iTunes store
1: No I know I but what I'm saying is when Apple Music and Spotify first came out there was a lot of uproar where it's like well this is new and I don't understand it and I don't want to do it <laughs> the and futures now, now old man No but it's like but now dude like now like Spotify I I've had Spotify for 10 years it's so easy Yeah
0: you know? That's the, that, and that's the whole thing. It all comes down to ease of use. Bozos haven't heard LimeWire in like twenty years. Anyone remember Winamp? Sure, it kicks the llama's ass. <laughs> <laughs> it kicks the llama's ass, baby. <coughs> all right. all uh, right. So what is? I like having Extend a mix to watch bit. Serato. Jesus Christ. Okay, let's. We we're gonna get onto a DJ podcast in the summer. We'll we'll do that later. All right. So it is. Uh, are are you ready for the
1: epilogue? As ready as I can be.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, cause dude, we literally gave everybody the choice an hour ago. <laughs> and now we're here. You poor bastards. <laughs> so let's uh let's start with some good. In fact, you know what? Let's let's take the uh the nonsense uh off of the scroll, right? And we're just gonna say live every Sunday, at least during the season. Let's, you know, let's let's be fair. It's, 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 it's only during the season, but we're just going to say it's time to kind of wrap up everything that happened. So there you go. Let's start with some good stories. Go- global series it was fun, right?
1: You, you got to mm-hmm. chase some patches, eh? <laughs> yeah yeah i did i you know they uh i shout out to skyler listener part of the discord server uh was boots on the ground for me in nice. in uh in berlin and in Prague, trying to get some swag the games did not sell pucks for whatever reason um so i was like screw that capitalism shit oh you just direct went, to the I provider went, baby i went straight to the manufacturer and there i'm like what's the lead time and they're like yeah uh, you know eight weeks i'm like Bangers, let's get
0: it. (laughs) (laughs) Bet. Oh, we also uh, we saw the Sharks unveil a brand new scoreboard that is huge. Yeah, it's big. Christ, is that thing huge? And even doing some uh, three dimensional uh, video on some of the games, it was kind of cool. We saw Doug Wilson get a banner second game of the season. We saw Mm -hmm. Marlo an entire entire weekend. (laughs) Devoted to Patrick Marlowe and his jersey retirement ceremony. That was cool. You had Eric Carlson passing the century mark, eventually landing on 101. And uh, a couple stories that I think maybe go under the wayside that shouldn't. uh, Nikolai Kanishov coming back. I mean, we touched on it. But not only that, but the found money of Mikey Asimont.
1: (laughs) Dude, that's a great story. Yeah, huh. I'm you know w- i curious to see who the Sharks end up taking with that fourth round pick. Dude, and, and if they'll be
0: better than AC Munt. Because AC Munt was a nice, sneaky little good grab. Yeah. Uh, Berg, thank you so much for the donation. Another great season, guys. Well done. Hey, thank you. We appreciate shout that, out. man. Big time shout out. Uh, let's not forget that we saw the opening of the Barracuda's new barn, tex U. Dude, that is a fun fucking building holy crap, that is a fun fucking building. Can't wait to see more games there. That was a great thing that happened this season. Uh, Next season, the Sharks are building a penthouse lounge. I mean, I told them to do it six years ago, so it's all right. (laughs) But hey, you know what? We got to pour one out and maybe get a banner for the old 17562. Put it next to the 17496 that it used to be uh because uh this is now where we wait for the collection of sharks fans from Facebook to go oh the sharks were great until they went to 17562 yeah whatever uh anyway i'll be curious to see what becomes of the club level lounge how many of those people are going to shift to the penthouse i'm interested but the official capacity now is uh going to be 17496 or i'm sorry uh 17470 that's it
1: I don't know. Long live 17470. <laughs> hmm. oh, yeah. so, Seven, seventeen four
2: seventy. Oh, Oh.
1: That was the attendance like when I was a kid. And then I think yeah. and then I think they added some chairs when they moved the broadcasters up yep. to the ceiling, right? Yeah.
0: yeah, they did that. I think they added some chairs next to the like the penthouse level or somehow some yep. extra seats were kind of like, oh, let me just jimmy these in here. Oh, the other thing too, they added seats when it used to be they had those uh, entrances at all four so- like where the sharks come out of the shark head like mm-hmm. directly across from there and then same thing where the oh, opposing yeah. team comes out and a- yeah. directly across from there yeah those used to be a little bit more open and then they like put seats on top of that shit so yeah that's how they increased and it and all these
1: years later it's still obvious cuz the chairs are different no oh, completely <laughs> well, which I they, yeah they got to be flexed. Platforms be- are remo- well, yeah, those platforms are removable. So yeah, I
0: well, because it works great for concerts and stuff right. like that. Uh, right. So anyway, the season wasn't all bad, except for you know maybe that week at the end of last month when they beat Winnipeg, Vegas, and Arizona in consecutive games. <laughs> the season <laughs> ended, which is always a positive. Oh, solid positive. So uh, <laughs> the moves that the Sharks made this season, we saw them trade a third round pick and John Leonard. For Cunning, uh didn't work out too great. Simply not be- yet. Uh, yeah, hopefully that that will materialize later. Just simply because I mean, when did Cunning get injured? Fe- felt feels like two months ago at least. Was it around? Was
1: it around Christmas? God, was it that long ago? I didn't think it was
0: that long ago, but it, it's
1: been a his, minute. his last game was God. his last game was December
0: thirteenth. Yikes! Not even Christmas. Holy fuck! All right, so you have that. Uh, you also have, of course, Burns and Peterson. I mean, everybody was waiting to. <laughs> so, Lane, get the hell out of here. <laughs> and how many teams has Lane gone to since going to Carolina? We're not sure. Yeah, he was on Carolina. He was on Columbus <laughs> or uh,
1: Vancouver. He was on Columbus. He's,
0: so he's... Either way, Brent Burns and uh, Lane Peterson to get Stephen Lorenz, uh McAniemi and a conditional 23 third round pick. Has that condition been met? Or yeah, is that a so... playoff thing?
1: So what it was, so Carolina was in possession of two third-round picks, and so the condition was the Sharks will get whichever one is later in the draft, oh, which obviously ended up being the Hurricanes
0: pick. Uh, that's a bone pick. All right, anyway. Um, I mean, who, who cares, right? Yeah, I know. Uh, Weatherby for Chris Guolo. I feel like that so- was ratedly a— Ratedly good. Yeah, that was a solid pick. I mean, so let's, you know, okay, you're saying third round and Leonard for Cunning is— that's a jury still out move. Yes? Yes. Oh, wait, hold on. Why did your vocal volume go down so significantly? Um, oh, I there think, he is.
1: Okay. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. Uh,
0: so, Burns and Peterson for Lorenz McEniemi, conditional 23 third. Obviously, we really can't judge that until the Sharks say we're taking this. Right? More or less, yeah. Okay. Weatherby for Chris that's, that's, that's a That's a great yay.
1: Yeah, I just think... Like, I mean, Weatherby was a decent prospect, but the Sharks have a lot of decent prospects. And so to get somebody who's like an AHL veteran, you know, I, I think couldn't be said enough how important that was. And,
0: and and Chief even made some contributions when he was called up. Yeah, I mean, dude do, look comfy. Uh, Nick Cooper with the super chat. Thank you so much. Good sir. Didn't find this show or channel until very late in the season, but thanks for doing all these shows to Feed My Sharks Fix. Please, Lottery Gods, please. Yes, I'm right there with you. <laughs> uh Megna to Seattle for a 2023 fourth. I mean, that 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 feels like uh
1: like correct value. Well, not only that, but you, we forget Megna was found money, right? So and, and Carlson Pumped him. Yeah, and so to get anything for Magna, I think is a huge win. If they had gotten like, if they had gotten a sixth for him, I think that would have been big because he was, you know, he was a, you know, a, a pretty much a fringe defenseman that the Sharks took a chance on,
0: right? Let me ask you this: Was it huge or was it huge? <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I would say it was probably huge. You know, all right,
0: all right. Uh, a C Mont for Nemestikov, and then Nemestikov to the Jets for a twenty twenty fifth fourth rounder which again is very funny when you consider that acmont literally played for the jets before all this happened
2: yeah that's
1: where they caught him (laughs) (laughs) no see i think that's really good deal because that's um you know you talk about especially these teams you know you're not in a playoff spot right there's a lot always a lot of talk about teams you know they weaponize their cap space and they weaponize their roster space right this is a situation where the sharks did exactly that because the shark you know with acmont you for like you know Between regular season and playoffs, like, well, the Sharks didn't go to the playoffs. There wasn't enough games for Ace to retain his RFA status. He was going to become a UFA, so may as well trade him to a team that could potentially uh, allow him to hit that required threshold. And then the player they get, hey, um, this other playoff team could really use this guy. Let's turn around and flip him. It's totally weaponizing your cap space. And I love (laughs) when GMs do that because it's like, you know, it's just. It's just smart business, you know? All
0: right. Uh, Matt Nieto, Ryan Merkley for Cout and McDonald. Now, I'm going to go on record and, well, I am on record, is saying at the beginning of this, I did not like this. Uh, I didn't care for the return simply because I thought Matt Nieto was the best piece out of this. If you looked at his penalty killing and and what he meant to the Sharks in that aspect, I I was, you know, I was a little... Triggered, tilted, whatever you want to say. And I didn't know anything about Cout at that point. And, you know, what, and I ended up learning from Jerk and lacy and Ian is that, oh, well, Cout and Merkley is basically problem for problem. So it's McDonald and Nieto. And so I was still like a little perturbed.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but, uh, you know, McDonald, I, I thought he had like a, f- a couple good weeks as soon as he got here, but it, it feels like everybody gets that when you, you know, you get that quick change of scenery and it's, oh, I feel better and blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, we said it, <laughs> I don't know, two hours ago <laughs> that McDonald is a uh, jerk, not the biggest fan.
1: No, and I, and I think, you know, just initially I think this has proven to be a really good trade for the Sharks just Mm -hmm. because as we talked about uh, last week, you know, the Sharks were kind of in a position where they had a decent handful of defensive prospects. So letting go of Ryan Merkley, who had proven to not be a fit in this organization and you bring in a forward prospect who has, you know, has some positive upside, um, you know, I, I think was a good gamble to take. And, you know, the sample size is small, right? But I mean, you know, for, uh, if you combine NHL and AHL, you're looking at 19 points in 28 games. That's not terrible mm-hmm. for the San Jose organization. And, you know, I, I do agree with you. I thought maybe if you had gone to another team, you could get a pick for Matt Nieto. But I think Greer is kind of playing the long game where, you know, maybe getting Martin Kout was more important than getting a pick, number one. Number 2, I think maybe, you know, around the time that deal came down, you know, you fast forward a year, so what would that be January 24. Yep. Maybe all of a sudden you flip McDonald for a pick, you know, and so it may end up working out on the back end.
0: Hell yeah. Uh, dude, Reedy for Peterson.
1: You're a fan? Dude, a plus. <laughs> <laughs> and again, that's not to di- that's not to disparage Scott Reedy, but just in ah, terms of, But it just in terms <laughs> of like In terms of like, okay, which prospect do I like more? It's Peterson. Yeah. And, you know, just, you know, we we broke it down when that trade came down. But, you know, the NHL experience was better. I thought the, you know, what he brought to the table from a, 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 you know, a penalty killing and speed and skill arena, I thought was better than what Reedy brought. And, uh, you know, Reedy is still a fine prospect where, you know, he, I mean, maybe he's a bottom six guy, right? Whereas Jacob Peterson is maybe a middle six guy. And so... (laughs) If you have the option one for one and you get a more exciting prospect, or as Ricky is pointing out, NHLer, you know, you take that deal. And and it's similar to Weatherby, where Reedy's a decent prospect, but the Sharks have a lot of decent prospects, right? Hell yeah. And and to get Jacob Peterson, who again, we talked about it, you know, earlier in the show, Jacob Peterson already had NHL experience and came in and I would say made an immediate impact. Like I said, he's gonna you know, he's going to be on this NHL roster next year. And I think, you know, does he play on the wing in the top six? I'm not so sure. I think he ends up starting out as like a bottom six kind of rover guy, but you can find success there, you know?
0: Now, I got to say that Cout is definitely going to be a name I'm going to be staring at hard during training
1: camp. He, Yeah, he's definitely, I think he's definitely,
0: you it's know, got to make the, the inside
1: track. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's the best way to put it, actually.
0: Uh Meyer, a
1: player called
0: Hataka. <laughs> Hataka, whatever you want. Uh, but Meyer, Hataka, Harrington, Abraham a Bragamov, a uh, Zachary Iman, and a fifth. Jesus Christ. Somebody give me a scorecard. And a fifth for Muka Madolin, Janssen, Zetterlin. Uh, uh, say it again. Awkward chuck. There you go. And a first, second, and seventh. I can't even d- with this. It, t- please do the math because it, m- it makes my <laughs> fucking head spin on this.
1: I, I've I've warmed up on this trade just because having the extra first this year is nice. Potentially getting an extra first next year is nice as well. Even if it's not an extra first, it's an extra second, which is always nice. Um, Muka Medulin is a good prospect. Zetterland is is you know i know he didn't get a goal when he was with the sharks but he still is a good a decent skilled player and when he you know if he can get like a full training camp and a full proper start to being with the sharks i think he's gonna i think he's gonna have a good season well it Uh, is the
0: the, i mean the note is funny it's a you know greer traded meyer in the middle of one of the best scoring seasons of franchise history and the two forwards he got back that were NHL ready haven't scored a goal in thirty three combined games.
1: <laughs> right, and and I do wonder, like, Yikes. with uh with Andreas Janssen, I I do you know he is going to be a pending unrestricted free agent. I do wonder if maybe he's a guy who comes back on a cheap deal to be a fourth line option or even an option for the Barracuda. I do wonder if he comes back. Mm.
0: Yeah, I I, yeah, I don't know that that almost felt like. We're gonna get some reserves back to finish out the season, but it's all about these picks. You know what I
1: mean? No well and and in the case of Janssen, I would agree with you. I mean, he was definitely I don't want to say cap dump, because he's he's a better player than a cap dump, but it was it was a, a financial thing True. why Janssen came over. But I think in the right role and at the right dollar amount, I think he can be uh an effective player, you know, for the Sharks or for the Barracuda, right? And with Zetterland, like again, I know three assists in twenty-two games is no it's not great. But look at what he did with New Jersey, right? Twenty points in forty-five games. There's something there. You can, right. you know, you can you might be able to massage that into a little something something. Maybe a third line guy, you know, but sure. so, I wouldn't say he was a roster dump, you know.
0: All right. Uh Benino, Tony soon, and a 20, 24 fifth. And This is all part of a three way deal that returned defenseman Arvid Hendrickson, a 2023 seventh and a 2024 fifth. So you're kind basically of splitting weird fifths. trade. Yeah, I don't even. This almost felt like, okay, I mean, are we really going to bend over that hard to get Benino somewhere? <laughs>
1: to like kind do, of, do him kind right? Of a, right. Kind of a weird trade, you know, just, especially because Pittsburgh didn't even make the playoffs. <laughs> but, <laughs> Dude, I know. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kind of looking at it like where, like where do the sharks, um, you know, where do they net out, right? And you know, they end up, you know, I mean, they're, they're going to
0: get a fifth that's a little higher than the fifth that they had,
1: right? And and, and, and then considering... an, ex- and an extra
0: seventh, and another right. defensive person that probably will
1: never play a game in teal? No, I bet, yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, I don't,
0: I feel like they bent over backwards to get Benino there, but. Maybe that, you know, like the trade, it it all seems like a like a net meh, but simply for the picks, but like some people do it for the clicks. Greer does it for the picks. Well, let uh, me but ask you, Bonino, yeah. it felt like I'm I'm wondering, maybe this deal, when you look at the at the net return from it, it's the pick, but. Maybe it's also kind of a, a a flag to other players, especially veterans. We're gonna do you right in San Jose. We're gonna take care of you.
1: Yeah. Well, same thing with Andrew Cogliano. I know that was Joe right? Will that did that, but yeah. still. who? <laughs> Not who doing it? Do it, Joe Will. Thank you. Um, you know, I I I think here's the other thing to consider. Like, I don't know that there was that big of a market for Nick Benino, right? And yeah, so I I, agree. I, I think this is a situation where, I mean, dude,
0: you got market value deal with it, <laughs> right? Like I, I,
1: I think this is, I think this is a situation where you get a seventh or you get nothing. Yeah.
0: And he ended up what and, back on a team that he won a cup with and they didn't even make the playoffs.
1: Well, and not only that, he only played three games cause he ended up getting hurt. Oh, God. Here's, here's the other thing to think about something that people haven't talked about, right? <laughs> Getting so you, hurt
0: playing for a contender or playing throughout the season with the Sharks, yeah, well boy, it's kind of 50-50, fifty, isn't it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, so you get, you know, you get the seventh round pick for Benino, right? But you know what else you get? You get cap space. Oh,
0: the, your second favorite player.
1: Yeah, and you know, not for not for nothing, right? But maybe that cap space, you know, that cap space allowed them to sign. Henry Thrun, when they did, that cap space allowed them to call up Nikolai Kanishov. Mm-hmm. You, know what I, you know what I mean? Well, So you, it, it's all part of the plan. I it's all part of the plan. You bring up that name. That uh, cap space allowed them to bring in Jacob Peterson. There you go. Because to- Scott Reedy was in the AHL. Scott Reedy was not coming up to the NHL. So sending him out doesn't matter. But you bring in an an NHL contract, or I guess I should say a guy who's going to be in the NHL. you got to yeah. send some money out.
0: Uh, the, the sharks traded a 2024 20, third for Thrun, the, the rights to get Thrun, I should say. And, uh, you know, there was a few people. I was one of them where I was just mm-hmm. like, man, they better have that shit on lockdown or you're, did. you're just pissing it away and boom, they got it. And dude, I mean, you, t- I mean, this is, I mean, if you want to talk about small sample size, but I like mm-hmm. what I
1: see so far in that sample. Yeah, and, you know, what, it, same thing as Zetterlin, right? Where if he, because, you know, he he came from a full season with Harvard, straight into the habit. NHL, right?
0: It's pronounced Habit. And
1: so, right, and and so if he can get into, you know, he'll get the NHL, you know, NHL workout, NHL uh, training camp and all that kind of stuff, right? And, and mm-hmm. you know, we'll see. I, I think he could, you know, it could end up being a situation where, you don't miss that third round pick. You know what I mean? Fuck yeah.
0: Oh, dude, if Thrun blossoms. dude. And again, it's going to be that whole thing of, you know, that 2024 third round pick, does that end up being, you? Know, I mean, it's not going to be Drew Doughty, but, you know, it's, a, or, or, oh, God, what's the guy's name that, like, won the cup that piloted the the, the defense in 2007? Chris Pronger. No, no, no. The guy with the really long string of names. I think he has a brother. Scott Niedermeyer? There you go. Uh, Yeah, I don't think a 2024 third is going to end up being the next Niedermeyer for them. But either way, dude, I I was a little sus on that. But as soon as Thrun put pen to paper, I was like, fuck yeah, I will take that.
1: Yeah, because they got him signed. And so now it's a situation right, where you traded your third and you signed him. How is that any different than drafting a guy with a third and then signing him hey as long as it's the right? guy that you want right exactly and here's the other thing too the shark gonna butter have... my toast well here's the other thing <laughs> the sharks have the sharks have uh who've the sharks have 14 <laughs> months to recoup that pick bring it should they want to right you know they got 14 months where that's a stretch you know, where if the Sharks are terrible next year, you're kind of looking maybe a LeBanc, maybe a Lindblom, maybe a Lorenz, maybe a Schimmick, you know, maybe a McDonald. Not saying any of those guys would go for a third round pick, but there are going to be guys, you know, in in uh, in 10 months, there are going to be guys the Sharks are going to be looking to trade for picks, assuming they're a crappy team again, right? Hell yeah. So there's time. You have time. <laughs> just praying for time. That's why I was that's why I I that's why I liked from Winnipeg's point of view just to go back to that, you know, the pick that they gave up for Nemesnikov was 2 years from now. Like what do they care about the 4th round 2 years from now, right? Goddamn right. There's so much time to recoup that. Well, and then finally
0: they uh you know, we talked about it earlier uh, but they signed Krona and all those uh, other stuff. So th- my thing is a lot of people, I, I, I may have been one of them that was whelmed early on by the moves that Greer made. But mm-hmm. based on what we've just mentioned as what has happened this year, whether it was Cunningham, the, the Burns deal, Weatherby for Chris Cuolo, Magna for a fourth, AC that ends up being a fourth, Nieto, Merkley for Cout and McDonald, Reedy for Peterson, and then the whole fucking kitchen sink for Timo Meyer. Uh, all in. You are giving Greer a passing grade. Yeah, honestly, I would because give him a B minus. You would a B minus. Yeah. And now is that because he was more or
1: less forced to move Meyer? Well, I I just think it's not so much that uh, you know the Meyer deal is kind of. I mean, I mean, again, I still think a lot of people would say that the Meyer deal is not where they wanted it to be, but it you know sure. with with two months to kind of reflect on it, it's not a terrible trade, right? And so you know, you kind of look at that as like, okay, maybe you didn't do as well as you could have on this trade, but you still did a decent enough job, right? Sure. And then look at everything else. The Nieto trade I thought was a home run. The Magna trade I thought was a home run. The Peterson trade I thought was a home <laughs> run. Did, did,
0: hold on. Did you think those are home runs in the moment or with hindsight? Because I I, I remember being a little bit uh, tilted about the Nieto thing because I thought they should have gotten a little bit more based on the player that Nieto is. Because let, let's be honest, he's, he's a he's a specialty guy.
1: No, I I I was. I was fine with all three of those deals in the moment and with hindsight, I thought they were good. And and again, small trades, but trades that you still grade on a, you know, on an a scale, I would give all th- all three of those trades. I would just in the, you have to, we, we, we broke it down a couple weeks ago. You have to look at a trade. Um, you have to look at a trade in the moment and then a year after the moment. And then whenever all of the, you know, conditions, I guess we're satisfied, whether it's a draft pick or whatever. And so with all these trades, like in the moment, I think they're all a trades, you know? All
0: right. Let's go to uh grades for this season. This should be fun. <laughs> you know, like what you expected versus what you got. Uh, and hopefully we'll get everybody in here. Um, and let's try to let, us uh, let, let's make it quick because we got a lot. To, we still got a lot to get to uh, Barabanov should play a great on that.
1: Uh, I would say a minus.
0: Uh, so, you know, and we're talking, you know, expectations from last September versus what you got. And, I, and
1: the, the only reason I say a minus is because I would have liked him to score a couple more goals. Yep. Um, but other than that, I have no real complaints.
0: I'm right there with you. Logan Couture
1: hmm a minus
0: yeah i'm right there with it i was gonna say
1: in my head i was thinking solid b plus yeah because he he had he had a very good season but there was (laughs) one stretch where he went like a long stretch without getting a lot of points and and so that was in my mind but overall he had a really good season he had a very excuse me a very logan couture person uh logan couture type season right
0: all right so uh chris koala
1: uh, n slash a incomplete, yeah, incomplete. Okay, I, like, I, what two games, yeah. I was gonna
0: say it like I'm not going to, uh, uh, Lacey, stop fishing for foreseen points. You'll get them in the DM. Stop, <laughs> uh, Chris Coelho. You know, yeah, I'm right there with you. It's, it's, it's an INC, uh, Gadjevic. I, I kind of feel the same, uh, we just didn't see enough of them, yeah.
1: I'm I, w- I would be willing to Is it time to move on with the, from him when you already have Vl? I think it's time to move on from both of them if you want me to be honest.
0: Okay, there you go. I mean, you, you know, cuz Gadieviks 24, Vl's 26, it's like you, you, I think at the very least you have to move on from one of them.
1: Well, and Jeff Vl is going to is is going to be a UF a Group 6 UFA, meaning he didn't play enough NHL games to retain RFA status and
0: Yeah. Time
1: to, I don't know, Gajovic. Even you go back, whatever year that was, they claimed him off waivers last year. I think it was, like.
0: Time to pull the cord, man.
1: I just I didn't understand the waiver claim to begin with, you know. <laughs> All right, Noah Gregor. C,
0: C plus. Yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of there, it, like C plus for for most of the season, and then it's like okay, you throw in like the last uh, week, it's like okay, B minus. Played well. <laughs> it's a, played... He's, a, he's a guy who crammed for the test in the last, you know, <laughs> the night before.
1: He, he played well towards the end, but started slow. So that hurts his grade. But I think what helps his grade is the fact that he was in the doghouse. And then when he got let out of it, he did enough to stay out of it. All
0: right. Did you say something about that VL wasn't a UFA because Lacey? And, no, I said
1: he, are... he is, I said he is a UFA. Oh, okay.
0: There you go. Uh, hurdle. Dude, I, I'm, I'm going to just say C. I'll say B minus. Yeah. I just, Cause the stats are there. The, the stats are there. And you know, he, he got, uh, I mean, let's let Can we honestly assess like the fact that he, uh, dude, he, they tried to make him a plug and play guy, you know, like we talked about it at the beginning of the season. It's so like, we're like, dude, how many times did we talk about the chemistry that hurdle and Barbie had Mm-hmm. And then you saw, like, after two weeks, all of a sudden it was like Barbie was playing with couture, and it was like,
1: no. <laughs> well, not only that, but think about, but think about it like this, right? How and I, and I use this term as nicely as I can, but how many anchors did Hurdle have to play with this year? Oh, dude, yeah, Lynn Blom,
0: he was dragging Cunningham, people up the hill,
1: Benino when he shifted to the wing for a minute, Lebanc the first half of the season, <sighs> like there were Hurdle got stuck with a lot of anchors this year,
0: yeah. Uh Jansen. Incomplete. Yeah. Uh Cunning, same?
1: Mm, no. Cunning, I feel comfortable giving a D minus two only because he had top six minutes and, and did, did not nothing. Make...
0: Yep. Yep. I'm did, right there. Did
1: nothing while also not being able to stay out of the penalty box. Right there with you. <clears throat> LeBank. Oh gosh. Uh C plus for similar reason. To similar reason to Gregor, you know, started slow, but then got hot and was able to work out of the doghouse.
0: Agreed. Uh, Lynn Blum. Sorry. F
1: F unfortunately.
0: Yeah, it's unfortunate. I I love the story. I love that he was given that opportunity, but, uh, Lawrence, let me say a uh, A plus a plus I was going to say, a plus see, I was going to say B plus why, uh, I don't know. Just
1: because I felt like it.
0: <laughs> like for, a,
1: all year you've been a Lorenz hater.
2: I,
0: not a hater, but it's a, you know what it is is that I figure for a guy his size, I
1: expect a little more physicality out of his game, and I'm disappointed. That's fair. That's that's a fair point. But I look at it from the perspective of good face-off guy, good yes. penalty kill guy. He, you know, you're right. He does. He actually hit quite a bit this year. He had 133 hits this year, which is pretty nice. Yeah, but and I, I feel
0: like he plays smaller than he is. You know,
1: fair point. That's a fair point. Okay, but I I like I like the hits. I like the block shots, dude. 46 takeaways to only 15 giveaways. You talk about defensive prowess. Hey now, right? And from a fourth one, line... are you
0: trying to say he plays the right way?
1: He does play the right <laughs> way. And for 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 a player for a player like Lorenz... um. For a player like Re- Lorenz, I was expecting seven to ten goals, and guess what? He got ten. So there you go. I say Lorenz, A plus, fight me. <laughs> uh Peterson. Is that uh, is that an incomplete? Inco- I would say it I would say incomplete, but it's not like it's not incomplete like it's not an incomplete like uh like Gadjevich where you know or you Chris barely – Yeah, it's, it's, we just, we didn't see a full season of what to, of, you know. I feel you. I know what you're saying. I'll say this, though, to, to really throw it, to really, really, really dig into the, to the school, uh, (laughs) theme. So, and, and, you know, maybe some people, maybe some people will, will know exactly what I'm talking about. Maybe some people will never heard of it. At my elementary school, when you when you get to like the the, the parent teacher conference, they call it right. <laughs> they still call all... it that, dumbass. <laughs> no, that's not what I'm. That's not what I'm talking about. So all the you know all the factors, you know, this student does this, this student does that. All of these things, you either got excellent, satisfactory, or needs improvement. Yes, right? yeah. And I think the players you mentioned, like uh, Gadovich, specifically, he definitely classifies as a needs improvement. Sure. But like somebody like Peterson, somebody like Chris Guolo, I would say satisfactory because it's not, you're not quite there yet, but it's kind of like so far so good, you know?
0: I feel that. Uh, Nico Sturm, for me, uh, A. A plus. Yeah. Like, dude, just like brought it day in, day out, no matter where he was placed. And uh, again, just a guy who's that honest. With his assessment of not only himself but of the team, and it, you know, he's not one of those guys. That's the thing that I really respect about him. He's not one of those guys that's going to give you the cliche answer. He's, I don't know how many times where Couture would be asked something and he like, well, you know, losing sucks or whatever. He would say mm-hmm. losing sucks. Nico Stern would be asked the same question. Nico would go, we sucked, right? You know, so I respect the hell out of that. So yeah uh Svechnikov. i i kind of
1: i, I kind of want to be minus i was thinking the same thing yeah there like, was there it, was there he was needed more time there was a stretch there where maybe a third of the season where i thought he played really well mm-hmm. i would say b minus c plus b minus he's kind of in that middle ground and another big boy you know six three you know yeah two. and 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 I think that's a lot coming from me because I thought that signing was a mistake when it first came down. <laughs>
0: You're like, wrong, Svechnikov. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right.
0: Uh, VL. I, see, I feel like that's incomplete. an incomplete. Yeah, that's an incomplete. Uh, Zetterland. Uh, you know. Incomplete. Oh, really? See, I would say like C minus D plus. I just.
1: <sighs> I mean, I, I that's fair. I think know, that's. F-
0: I don't know. Like, smaller guy didn't, you know, and like the two goals that he almost got were like waved. <laughs> <laughs> He's just kind of go, oh, this guy is just like the epitome of bad luck. Get him the fuck out of here. Right. <laughs> all right. Uh, defensively, did I miss anybody
1: at forward? I don't think so. No, I don't believe so. I think I hit them all. Unless uh, you're unless you're counting guys that were traded away, well, like no, Timo, no, no, Timo I mean, Meyer, no. no. I'm I, I,
0: I think we're all fine where we know where Timo is. Um, defensively, Matt Benning. I'm, I'm gonna tell you, early on in the season, I was not a fan, Same. and I warmed up to him as the season progressed. I would give him a uh, a solid B. I would say C plus. Okay. Uh, Ferraro, dude, I gotta say F. Y- I was going to say D minus
1: F, but yeah,
0: <sighs> I mean,
1: tell me something good. And again, I don't want to be mean, but what did he do? That was forget good. Well, or bad. See, And what Here's he the thing that, that, was that pisses inspiring? me
0: off. This is the thing that pisses me off sometimes when we, uh, when we offer our honest opinion. So, oh, you're being mean or whatever. It's like honest and mean are not, don't mean the same thing. You know, it's like, this is honestly how I feel about it. Other people may feel differently. This is how I feel about it. You're saying Ferraro is an F for you. I, I was I was going to be a little nicer and say D minus, but I'm mm-hmm. with you. And it's uh, based on expectations. Ferraro, like I said earlier, it was my zero for the T. It's on what I expected, the the game that he spoke at the beginning of the season, I had so many hopes and expectations and I was let down time and time again. Right. So there we are. Uh, Eric Carlson, I mean, a plus. Yeah. I was going to say, is, is there something above a plus that you can (laughs) hand out, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. I'm going to say, well, see, I was going to say a minus because he, he comes back from, you know, what he comes back from and did not look completely out of place. That sure. is impressive
1: after two years out of the game. And I think, and you know what? I think um, with with Kinesia, similar to Jacob Peterson, where I liked what they did. And I think if we're grading it on the scale of the games they played, then yeah, it's an A. But if we're grading it on the scale of the season, right? And I just don't think... Those two guys, especially, as much as I liked what they did and didn't see any problems with what they did, I don't think they played enough of the season to have a complete analysis. You know?
0: Yeah. Uh, okay. Your favorite, McDonald. Dude, fucking D minus. <laughs> no, I thought you were gonna go. I thought you were gonna say G. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't even know why we're bringing this up, but it's on the li- the lineup. Newtavara
1: incomplete uh,
0: yeah i mean z that's uh, a
1: guy i feel bad for because oh i feel horrible for him Kev- but i mean kevin Lacey pointed out like he's a decent defenseman he just can't stay healthy uh, uh, but that's my whole thing as well Is like you
0: signed this cat like you th- this is my whole thing because i you know i don't know everything about fucking hockey you signed this motherfucker for a million and a half are the did, did he got injured shit happens are they on the hook to pay out the one point five, even though he uh, didn't play a single fucking game?
1: No, he was on um, he was on long term injured reserve for I believe the whole year. Um, I'll have, let me check that. Christ! Uh, yeah he he's been on LTIR. Um, let's see. But did the sharks have to pay out that deal? No. Um, well, yes, they have to pay out. There's a man, the they should have put 20, a contingent 20% on there. Twenty percent, I think.
0: Oh, I was going to say, they needed to put a contingent on there. It was just like, yeah, we're going to pay you a million and a half contingent on the fact that you actually pay 10 games.
1: Yeah, he was on, so Oof. he was on, they they once, um. so as soon as he was eligible to be put, to be put on injured reserve, he was put on injured reserve, Christ. which is the beginning of the season. And then, you know, the weekend of Thanksgiving, he was put on long-term injured reserve. So when you're on LTI, <laughs> never heard when you're from on, him again. When you're on LTIR, I believe the insurance covers somewhere in the neighborhood of seventy-five to eighty percent of the contract. Whew! All right, but you know what? You you signed the deal, so you gotta, yeah, you gotta live it up. Yeah, uh, not sh- you know it, it's not his it's not his fault that he oh, got of course.
0: hurt. Uh, redeem D plus. Yeah, I was kind of there. I was like C minus D plus. It, you know, I I feel like. Quinn would have given him his cookies if he had earned them. And you know, mm-hmm. and Shimmick, to be fair, to be uh a lot of the time of uh, for him and Teal, he's had spurts, but he's also had ridiculous injuries. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was just <sighs> And plus, he's he's played. I mean, dude, he's been partnered with everybody, <laughs> so it's been hard for him to find chemistry. But yeah, C minus D plus. I can totally respect that. Henry Thrun. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm just incomplete. gonna. Oh, see, I was just gonna say A. Like I expected nothing, and he came in, and
1: I was like, Ah,
0: look at this motherfucker!
1: I mean, I would <laughs> same same as Peterson and Kinesia, where I liked what he did, but not enough to cover a full season. All right, Vlasic.
0: Oh, this should be compelling. C plus.
1: Oh, see, I was going to say B minus.
0: But so, we're yeah, we're about in the same ballpark. It was just, you know, maybe he got jam job bobbed a couple last seasons. And uh, maybe he got a little more trust from Quinn. Maybe he got his shit together a little bit more. Who knows? Uh, But I certainly don't want the Sharks to buy him out. I'm like, you know, the the Sharks, as far as I'm concerned, they're not going to be good for the next year, next year after that. So... Vlasic has three more years left. Why not eat the last one? (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, I'm not even going to get into the goaltending because it was fucking horrific. So uh, there you go. Uh, (laughs) uh, Who stays and who goes, my friend? Uh, When we talk about UFAs, you have uh,
1: Janssen. Uh, To me, I'm like, go bye. Are we saying... So let me ask you this. Is your question... Who do you think stays, or is your question, who do you want to stay?
0: Uh, who do I think stays and goes? And uh, gotcha. okay. Andres Janssen, uh, I think he goes.
1: I'm 50-50 on him. See, I th-
0: 28 years old, UFA, making 3.4, didn't really impress too much. I, I think he's out. And uh, Lacey, if you want to like bring up a uh, document to uh, you know take note of all these things, I'd appreciate it, We can because maybe we'll bet on this later. <laughs> uh so yeah i'm 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 saying yance Jans- i'm 90 percent yance andreas janssen has gone you're saying 50 50
2: mm-hmm.
0: okay uh free agent restricted noah gregor i i say i say keep him. but that's that's me it's what do i think the sharks will do i hate to say this I think the Sharks might let him go. Even though he's only 24, I think they might sit there and go, well, you know, we have Gushin and we have Co. and we have Eklund and we have Bortolo, you know, like we have all these pieces that are a couple of years younger, might be the same player, blah, blah, blah. So we'll and, – and Gregor, for whatever reason, hasn't been able to find the back of the net unless the season isn't on the line anymore. Right. So what do you? No, wh- I, I'm
1: the same way. I think they do let him go, but I, I would give him another chance just to see. You know, you,
0: you think they try to at least move his rights or something for anything?
1: No, I don't think he's worth that much.
0: All right, uh, and your favorite player, Peterson. He's on an ELC, so it's only 23, but entry level contracted RFA. I mean, that's a that that's a piece I'm keeping.
1: Yeah, he probably yeah, I would a hundred percent you keep him and you I mean so like a two year you know bridge. Yeah, I was gonna say you don't wanna, you know, I w- I would try and buy up, you know, I would buy up a couple years, see if you can't get him to two or three years, and then you can really kinda track his progress and see what he's all about.
0: Uh Jeffrey VL, UFA G six. Yeah. Yeah, I'll let him go. I'm I'm a twenty six year old and but yeah, I'm right there with you. Uh Zetterlin, RFA at twenty three. I'm, I'm, I, I give
1: him a one or two year deal. Uh,
0: yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm of the, uh, I'm kind of like, nah, You know, we we appreciate you, but we have well, some no, shit in it, the it, pipe.
1: It, well, if you're gonna get rid of him, then it, you're you're not you're not letting him go for nothing. You know, if you're gonna get, you rid find of to something. You're, yeah. you're flipping him. If that's the
0: okay. Play. Uh, Svechnikov, make him the same amount as Zadolin. I you would know. let him go. So, see, that's the funny thing. I would keep Svechnikov, but I would let Why? go of Zetterlin. I don't. I just felt like Svechnikov brought more more to the to the party. Uh, you know, he can play left or right side, and well, so, when he was healthy, he just he seemed to make more of an impact on the game than Zetterlin for me.
1: I so I'm gonna take the counterpoint. I I don't get me wrong. He had good stats this year, mm-hmm. but I think his stats were inflated. I think he's more of a fourth line guy. And so, if well, you... hold on.
0: Okay, well, then let me ask you that though: is it was the problem is that Sveshnikov was put into a position that he shouldn't have been in by the coach? Yeah, ab-
1: absolutely. Okay, then. I thought he played way too hard on the line, but but here's the thing: you're gonna have you know you're gonna have Lorenz on your fourth line. Um, uh, will we? <laughs> yes. If 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 the Sharks bring back Andreas Janssen or Noah Greger, he one of those guys are going to be on the fourth line. Oscar Lindblom might be on the fourth line if he can't you know revitalize his career uh, yeah, yeah. and that's not factoring in anybody the sharks might sign or if they call up <laughs> you know somebody say they call up a martin Cout, you know where they call up you know okay i mean take your pick you know what i mean so sure. i, I it, it's letting to go not because he's bad but just because there's no room for him well and and ricky kind of jumping on your
0: coattails special 26 this is the absolute best you're going to get out of him
1: yeah yeah and again if you bring him back to be a fourth line guy that's or a scratch guy, that's fine. But if it's a situation where he's playing in the in the middle six, that's when you're in trouble. Yeah,
0: no, no, no. I'm talking about bringing him back at like, you know, 750. What he may, you know, fourth line plug. Yeah, sure. I'm right there. And then Ian uh, saying, I'd bring back VL on an AHL deal. If he can get a two-way somewhere else, let him go. But I might be in the minority. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I think an AHL only deal might not be the worst thing for him. Sure. Cause he's a big part of that. Sorry, he's a big part of that. Oh, am I kind of boring team, you?
0: You know, <laughs> it's <almost> three hours. <laughs> uh, let him go. Yeah, I'm right there. Same. same I li- I
1: just and, and he's an RFA. I don't care.
0: Yeah, <laughs> 24 and a, and a waiver claim at that. Uh, James Rhymer, bye bye.
1: Let him. Yeah, let him go.
0: Yeah, I mean, dude, dude's 35 and blah blah blah. Yeah, he's not gonna get that. Uh, Nudavara let him go yeah he course. honestly
1: I think I think Kevin Lacey pointed it out on Twitter Nudo Vera probably retires honestly as he
0: should as he absolutely should so you know that that's where we're at with the FA situation I think and you know it's going to open up the door for a lot of uh, the Barracuda and, and see what Greer has up his sleeve to find some people so yeah for who stays and who goes that's it now the other thing is a lot of people are many people are saying jerk mm-hmm. you should buy out Vlasic I completely no. I completely disagree with those people I I do as well yeah I, I, I why? why what's the point yeah right? what is it it's oh well it'll allow us to sign somebody else is it gonna get you over the hump no
1: sign someone else sign someone else to do
0: what exactly what? yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. So it's just, no, you, you dance with the girl that brung you, and you're just, you're going to have to fucking play it out for the next season or two. You're, you're on the hook for 2.7 over the next two years for Brent Burns. Now, granted, cap goes up a mil next season, probably go up at least two mil after that, and that's mm-hmm. fine. Uh, but you have to recognize you're going to get out from, un, from underneath three million this year you're, uh, for, because of Timo. You're, uh, again, 2.7 for Brent Burns next year, the year after that, you still have Martin Jones next season at almost 3 million, but the next three consecutive years after that, it's only 1.6. Hell, the fucking cap is going to go up more than that. So that's next to nothing. And then, oh my God, the (sighs) dude, how are the sharks going to be able to deal with paying Rudolph's Balzers 30,0.
1: 000. <laughs> I mean, holy crap. How are they gonna do that? I don't know. You know, those are the things that you have nightmares about. Uh,
0: dude, I wake up in a sweat with that. Oh, Nick, Nick in the chat. He he's back here with the donation. Thank you so much. Would you guys be okay with letting Mackinami back up Kakanin since it will be another development year for the team? Um That's fine. I, w- I wouldn't have a problem with that because Although, you you have to find out what the hell you have in Kakanen. And the weird thing is, tell me if I'm wrong, jerk. It seems like any time Reimer was injured is when Kakanen played his best hockey. <laughs> yep. yep. So, so it's just kind of like, yeah, get maybe we just need to get Reimer the fuck out of here and
1: Kakanen will play a lot better. So let me, here, let me give you a spicy meatball. Here. Oh, 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 let me get my fork. So, as we know, I need a you knife. and I both know this, everybody listening knows this, that the second round pick in 2024 that the Sharks got from the Devils has a chance at becoming a first round pick. Hell you and yeah. I both know this. Hell yeah. If you're the Sharks, mm-hmm. do you not do you not take this second, which could become a first, and package that along with maybe a Krona, maybe a Man, maybe a Godro? sure and you go to the Boston Bruins and you say hey Sway what is what what do you feel about a goalie prospect in a second that might become a first for a guy that you're not going to be able to re-sign yes. because here's the thing th- like. because here's the thing dude i know people are going to say well the bruins would never trade swayman at that cost and maybe you're right but here's the thing if the Boston Bruins want to remain a competitive team beyond this year, guess what? Gotta make they're not going to the future. They're they're not going to be able to re-sign Swayman and keep Olmark. Yep. Because Olmark is at 5 million right now. I believe Jeremy Swayman will probably come in around what Spencer Knight is coming dude, in at, which is 3 and a quarter ish. So literally all, the, all ev- of a sudden, dude, if you're
0: literally every team in the NHL wishes they had Boston's problem in your net.
1: Well, and even, and nobody's talking about, you know, they, they got, you know, their number three in the wings, Brandon Bussey is, is a, is a good little guy as well. So they what got guy? backfill, you know? Yeah. And Dude. so I'm thinking, and so I'm thinking like, you know, yes, you know, Boston, they got a lot to figure out with their forwards, you know, half of their forwards are going to be free agents, but and maybe they defense, figure, maybe Boston feels like they owe San Jose a little something, something for fucking them over on Martin Jones. Right. And, <laughs> but you know, that, that defense is locked up and I mean, or was I'm that payback you know, for Thornton? I don't know. And, and and you know what? Maybe maybe Boston, you know, maybe they really kind of surprise everybody. Could you imagine Vesna trophy season? Okay. Bye-bye, Olmark. Honestly. Did, didn't
0: team do that? Oh, it was Flurry. Chief won the fucking Vesna and they shipped his ass out.
1: And the, uh, the, who, the Islanders, the Islanders did that with Robin Leonard as well. Robin Leonard, he—I'm uh, trying to remember. I don't know. I—he won the Bill Masterton uh, Trophy and he won the William Jennings Trophy, which is you know best. Um, or I'm sorry, few fewest uh, fewest goals allowed. So you know, and he was nominated for the Vesna. Oh man, right? Wait, wait, okay. And, and so what I'm saying is, it's not unheard of. Yeah, that's my point.
0: Not at all. And, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but we, dude.
1: We're we 10 don't have to do It's our network.
0: I know, but we're ten minutes away from three hours, and
1: good lord, we're still not close to being done. And and yes, I I would, I I do feel compelled to point out that I did say nobody is talking about Brandon Bussey. Kevin is because Kevin Kevin knows things. Kevin Kevin will be the first person to tell you he's talked about something. <laughs> and, but you know what, Kevin Kevin has receipts. He he's got. Them. I I can't tell you how many times you know I will discover. What, Some is it Kevin Lacy twenty two at Twitter, yeah, or on Twitter. There you go. He I
0: can't will, tell you. He will let a motherfucker know.
1: I can't tell you how many times I've like, you know, discovered a player, and I'm like, hmm, I wonder if Kevin has said anything about
0: this guy. <laughs> so you. Pull up a tweet from two years ago, and Kevin's all, a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, well, I mean, uh, on the prospect side of it, I mean, it's, I mean, it's fine. <laughs> I suppose it's it's certainly better than it was, you know, years ago under the Wilson regime. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if we're gonna talk, you know, that your number you, you know, numero uno, it's it's Eklund. hmm Uh
2: the,
0: the athletic uh, second, Muka mm-hmm. So obviously your top uh defensive prospect. Uh, How are you feeling about Bystead? I know Mark is a big Bystead fan.
1: Truthfully, I haven't watched him enough to have a good opinion, but from what I've heard, he's working his way into being, you know, one of the more notable and impressive pieces of the Sharks prospect pool. So I think, like, you look at, like, think about what the Sharks do every year, right? The, you know, they have the rookie tournament, or I'm sorry, the the prospect scrimmage. Sure. And then you you have the rookie face-off with all the, you know, all the American Southwest teams. So I think those two, you know, those two events, the prospect scrimmage and the rookie face-off are going to be, you know, I think those are going to be real big moments to kind of see what the Sharks have to offer. Because, you know, as we've talked about, the Sharks have accumulated, uh, a handful of prospects here recently, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, as much as I think it would kind of suck for those guys, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Thrun and Muka play in the prospect scrimmage, you know? Sure. And, I, I, and I like the
0: fact that Lacey is watching us based on the chat, is watching us on both YouTube and Twitch.
1: Dude, well, that's, you know, you that's, just to boost bomb, those numbers. Dude. Yeah. Boost those numbers. Love it. But also but you know, I so I think those guys will play in the prospect scrimmage. And here's the other thing, the Sharks have uh the, the Sharks have three, six, nine. The Sharks have twelve draft picks in this year's draft. Yeah. Two of two of which are first round picks, and I would bet money the Sharks are gonna find themselves with at least one or two more picks here before the draft is over. I mean, again, we've well, we talked you know, Le, let me LeBank give you the top could easily go. Yeah. Let me
0: get, let me give you the top twenty.
1: Top twenty what?
0: Uh, sharks in the pipeline.
1: Twenty? Oh, Geez, okay. Yeah.
0: So Eklund, you thinking he may? And, and, and again, we're gonna bang through this. Eklund makes the roster for the Sharks next season. Yes. Uh, Muka Medulin. But no, Kuda or Sharks.
1: Okay, Barracuda.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say I'm gonna give you the option: Sharks, Kuda, or other. Okay. So Muka you say Kuda. Bysted.
1: Uh, other.
0: Bordalo. Sharks. Lund. Cam Lund. Other. Havlid. Matias.
1: Oh, man. Other. Henry Thrun. Sharks to start.
0: (laughs) Oh, nice. I like that. Gushen. Barracuda to start. Robbins. Barracuda to start. Fisher. Michael, next question. Uh, Larock. Barracuda. Uh oh, oh. Barracuda. <laughs> uh, Artemy Knyazev. Barracuda. Jake Furlong.
1: Mm. See, here's the thing, because like these guys, I don't know, like I don't know off the top of my head what league they are eligible for. So, like, I don't want to say Barracuda and then be like, "You idiot, he's staying." Uh, in this no, league, I feel you know. But, but I would it's, say it's I mean, still but,
0: getting the idea of where you think their skill levels at.
1: Yeah, I don't. I mean, Furlong—he's only—he just turned nineteen, so he's going to go. He's most likely going to go. Actually, he is going to go back to Halifax. So, Godro, right. uh, Barracuda, probably.
0: Brandon Co. Barracuda. Uh, Weisblatt.
1: Another team, and
0: it, or really say,
1: another organization.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, I, you know what? I, I feel you on that. I feel like the, the sharks might've said like the, at at the very least the sharks organization might sit there and say, you know, we need a little something different from you. And if he, he's unable to show it, then yeah, he
1: go. I wonder if now, again, I don't know. I don't know if the sharks would find themselves in a situation where this would happen, but let's just say for fun, say it, let's, Let's just say the Sharks find themselves in a situation where they're acquiring a bigger name guy, say Jeremy Swayman. Maybe Wiseblad is one of the pieces that would go to Boston. Hello. Uh you know? Nick Nick
0: Chichek. Derek. <sighs> coo- yeah, I was gonna say I was gonna say cuda too
1: just because the pipeline is so clogged. Yeah, well uh, not only that, but he I don't think his time in the NHL was all that inspiring. So he probably could use a full run, another full run in the Barracuda.
0: Well, and, and Lacey's saying trade Raska, keep Wiseblot. And and you know what? That's fine. Yeah. Uh Ethan Cardwell, you know, prospect Barracuda. of the season. Okay. And finally Alex Young, center from Coldgate.
1: Uh I'm assuming has he I don't believe that he's signed, so he'll stay in university. Oh,
0: there you go. And uh, I should probably finish that whole you know, prospect thing up with reminding you all that uh, Kevin Lacey, Ian Reed are going to be speaking with the voice of the San Jose Sharks, Barracuda, <laughs> Nick Nolenberger, this Wednesday on this YouTube channel and on your podcast platform. So there you go. Uh, enjoy that. That should be a lot of fun. I can't wait to hear what, uh, All the boys have to talk about the future of the San Jose Sharks franchise. Let's revisit some shit before we get out of here. At the beginning of the season, some prognostications, if you will. Uh, We had a new GM. Got a new coaching staff. Lots of front office additions for drafting and development, including a new scoreboard that we talked about and and the whole ribbon. Uh, Hey, we had brand new jerseys. We haven't even talked about that. Although it is funny that, you know, oh, we should never play in those black jerseys. They always lose. Well, welcome to this season, motherfucker. But we also saw ads on jerseys this season. We saw digital ads on the boards. Not a fan of either, but it is what it is. And uh, coming into this season, last October, the Athletic ranked the Sharks 35th. First in contract efficiency, 21st in prospects, 29th in front office confidence. Even the broadcast team went from 6th to 19th over three seasons. The Athletic projected the Sharks to finish 26th in the NHL. They finished 29th, even after finishing 22nd last year. Vegas oddsmakers, jerk, sir. Uh, I, th- I think I realize how that city was built because the Sharks finished 29th and Vegas odds makers said they will finish
1: 29th. The house always wins.
0: That's what I'm saying, brother. TSN, along with a few other outlets said the Sharks would finish last in the Pacific. They didn't. Somehow, Anaheim beat them to the bottom. <sighs> but the thing that'll really get you, 2017-2018... Sharks finished 12th in goals, but 9th in goals against. The year after that, the year that they got EK, they finished 2nd in goals for, 21st in goals against. So obviously, the little bit more focus on offense, a little less on defense. But 2019-2020, before COVID fucked everything up, 27th in goals, 26th in goals against. The year after that, after we kind of came back with no fans, it was 26th in goals, 29th in goals against. The year after that, 30th, last season, 30th in goals for 21st in goals against. So, while Bob Boogner's team got better defensively, they got worse offensively. Quinn, a little bit better offensively, 25th in goals for, but really bad offensively on the defense, 30th goals against. The Athletic, coming into this past season, tracked the 10 worst contracts in the NHL. The Sharks were the only team to have two of the 10 worst contracts, Vlasic and Carlson. So, of course, if you look at that today, you go, well, there's no way Carlson's on that list. Now, Jerk, would you say that Vlasic is still on that list? yes okay all right I'm good with you uh, where does the scoring come from is a question that we asked last summer we we're like Meyer hurdle and couture of course and then where because last season the next three were Benino, Dalin, Balsers well you know Benino's in Pittsburgh Dalin is I don't even know where and Balsers is where the with the Syracuse crunch this season, the next three scorers were uh, Barbanoff, LeBanc, and Sturm. And the funniest thing is that despite being traded a month and a half ago, Benino's still seventh. <laughs> of course he is. Of course. So it's, you know, the Sharks obviously need to find some scoring touch and some depth. They had a league worst at scoring five on five. But they led the NHL in blocked shots. But that, of course, means that you don't have the puck very much. Brent Burns had posted 10 goals, 54 points. And the question was, how do you replace Burns and his time on ice? You give it all to Eric Carlson. I think we've all seen how that worked out. So, what do you think about Greer saying to everybody the door is open for Jumbo and Marlowe to return in some way, shape, or form. Are you just kind of like I don't care. Well, I oh, I figure you were just like, oh, is there a broom bur- I mean, is there a broom tall enough for Thornton to use to sweep?
1: No, but like but like but like let's <laughs> think about it let's think about it like this, right? So say they come say they come out and they say, Okay, Joe Thornton and Patrick Marlowe, co uh, co executive special assistant to the assistant general manager. They yeah, make up some bullshit titles. It's made like, up
0: titles to give them extra cash, I guess.
1: Yeah, but it's like what?
0: <laughs> yeah, it makes. What are they no doing? Sense. Yeah,
1: right. Like the, the, you know, even like you know, the, dude, go full the, office
0: space, dude. What is it
1: that you say you do here? Right. It's like I don't, I don't <laughs> care because it doesn't impact the. What are they going to do? They say, well, you know that uh that you know, fucking guy over there. <laughs> that you know that you know that Adam uh, that Adam Raska. You know you gotta trade him. Like oh, okay, cool. <laughs> like they're just advisors, right? Like yeah. You, you know who cares? It's, it's
0: it, they're like talking heads. It's like, it's like come out here. To, what was? Uh, Do you ever see that movie with uh, uh, who is it? Rosie O'Donnell, Madonna, and Tom Hanks? Or the 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 women's league baseball, the league of their mm-hmm. own? No. Oh, okay. It's a great movie, but at one point, Tom Hanks plays this. You know this this ball player that was like a big name but then like booze and everything fucked his career and they hire him to like coach this this women's team and somebody barks at him saying hey you know like get your shit together and he's like hey it's been real made really clear to me what i'm supposed to do here you know it's my name i like jump i get off off the bench i wave my little hat in the air and then i get paid (laughs) <laughs> you know, and I feel like that might kind of be a little bit of the same for for Thornton and Marlowe. It's like, hey, I show up, I wave at the camera, and then the check clears. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Uh, at the beginning of the season, you talked about there weren't a lot of talks with Meyer happening.
2: Okay,
0: and you were and you were very much kind of like, well, hey, it's a long season. Mm-hmm. And uh, he ended up going somewhere else. Shit happens. And did, see, here's, I, I'm, I'm happy well, that I'm able to ask you this question now that a couple of months have passed and you've, you know, you get that opportunity to have a little bit of hindsight on it, a little bit of uh, time to think. You said if the Sharks trade Meyer, they're going to spend the next 10 years looking for the next team of Meyer. Mm-hmm. which I think is a completely valid thing to say. But does it carry that much weight when you know that the first five years of those 10 years that they're looking for the next mire, that the Sharks
1: probably aren't going to be competitive? You know what I mean? I get what you're trying to say, but here's the thing. You know you know what makes you competitive? Having Better a player players. like Timo Meyer. <laughs> 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 All right solid
0: point uh we also asked at the beginning of the last season can, I mean, can guy,
1: guys guys scored 40 goals this year those guys don't fall off trees they don't you know if there was a 40 goal <laughs> scorer tree somewhere like you know every oh team dude. Would
0: have them. dude uh who, oh my god who's the goalie for uh nashville with the with uc sorrows yeah no 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 the the meme of him like beating the crap out of a tree oh pecorino yeah <laughs> that's what somebody needs to redo that where he just keeps beating on a tree and it's like you just see like players falling out that are like an, an, like mcdavid falls out dry falls so, out. you know what i mean um can carlson stay healthy for an entire season i think he proved that to be uh an emphatic yes yeah uh,
1: i mean first um what, first full season since, I think, 2015, 2016? Yeah. Uh, yeah, 20, 2015, 16 was the last full season he had. And, uh, <laughs> not for nothing. Oh, whip it out. Uh, do you happen to know that the last time he played a full season, he was second in Norris voting? <laughs> nice.
0: It's going to be real great when he's first
2: this Oh, yeah.
0: Uh, Kakanen, could Kakinen take the number one spot? I don't know that he did. In, in a the, way, he well, well, he did. almost, I mean, I can say that he did, but because his competition lowered the bar.
1: Well, because here, but here's the thing though, dude. Oh, okay.
0: Uh, whip it out. Say it. Cause I'll be right back.
1: Here, Here's the thing to keep in mind for, for the perspective of the sharks, you know, being, being a number one goalie doesn't mean having good stats. Being a number one goalie means playing the most minutes, right? And so you look at the stats, Reimer played, when you break it down to minutes, right? Reimer played three and a half more games than capo Kakadin did. So, you know, did he become the number one goalie? I guess technically no, but... You know, him and Reimer pretty much split the duties, which I think is a step up from last year when he was kind of, you know, just the backup. So that's I don't know. That's kind of my take on it. But also, again, that's just talking about ice time. If you want to break it down to like stats, the Sharks had zero number one goalies this year. So I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: Will the Sharks be able to produce more offense this season? They Like, statistically, they literally did. <laughs> and yet, a 17-point worse season than the year before. All right. Could they replace Brent Burns? Yep. Uh, I mean, EK did. <laughs> so, you know, we answered some good questions. And, uh, I don't know that the answers were the way that I thought they were going to turn out, but shit happens. So with that, uh, you know, after a solid three hours, (laughs) it's the only time you can get jerk to do three hours of anything is tell him it's the last one of the year. And he'd be like, all right, fine. Sure. (laughs) Do you want to give
1: anybody the, uh, backstage pass to the discord? uh i want to give everybody the irish goodbye hey now (laughs) no the um yeah if you want to join the discord you know just send me a dm on twitter and and you know assuming you're not a a shady person you know you'll you'll get in there and it'll be awesome there you go the conversation literally never stops never so we would like to thank everyone
0: who joined us this season, spending your Sunday evenings with us. I hope you guys appreciate, and, and if you don't, if it, I mean, look, the chat is open still. If you're like, you know what? I really like listening to you guys, but God damn, if you guys could move this to like Friday or Monday, I'd really appreciate it. I mean, Hey, let us know. We thought that, um, based on the schedule, it's the end of the week and everything like that, that Sunday's, seem like a good time seven o'clock pacific seemed like a good time uh but we want to enjoy uh the fact that you've come in and decided to spend your sunday evenings with us hopefully we shared some knowledge entertained you gave the occasional giggle um i thought i saw somebody put something in there they're like yeah no fuck you monday at 2 a.m no <laughs> So uh, while the Pucknologists are officially going on spring-summer hiatus until October, once I like push the little button that says end broadcast, which Jerk no doubt is just going do it, uh, between now and next season, there will obviously be a lot more stuff to talk about between there's the draft lottery, there's the actual draft, uh, which I expect Some combination of Ian, Mark, which, like, they did Yeoman's work last season. But uh, maybe Juel's going to get in there. Maybe Lacey. Uh, I look forward to the whole draft coverage. Of course, Free Agent Frenzy will bring about some Teal Town USA lives, other summer shenanigans. So make sure to subscribe. Hit the bell if you want to know and be alerted whenever we go live. It's the bomb. (laughs) And on Twitter, you can find him at hockey underscore jerk. You can find me at AJ underscore strong. Remember to subscribe to this channel. Leave your take in the comment section of the video. If you weren't with us live and you can find links to all of our social media and more. The podcast apps, everything. They're included in the show notes. And you can get everything on TealTownUSA.com. If you want access to that VIP Discord party, you know it. Hockey Jerk has you on the Twitter machine. At Hockey underscore Jerk. So, uh, this is it. I mean, what do you want to put in my yearbook, sir? (laughs) What would you like Uh, to write in my yearbook?
1: Hags. Hags. (laughs) have, Have a good summer. Uh... Have a good summer. Uh, what, what Carlson else is, is the best. <laughs> are you serious? And um, uh, Are, are okay. you going to do
0: anything with the uh, w- with the other boys during the uh, summer break? Or are you just like, nope, not going to see my ass until October?
1: Uh, probably somewhere in the middle.
0: <laughs> You're like, when Lacey and Ian talk about something I want to talk about, then I'll be involved. Uh, aside from that, fuck them.
1: Yeah, you know, we'll 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 see. You know, we'll we'll see.
0: I was gonna say, TTG. You know, teal tinted glasses typically takes the mantle for the uh, you know spring summer content. Uh, what? Hey, w- would you be uh, willing to come back and have a little, uh, a little, a little Sunday night? Maybe I don't know. Thirty minutes after the cup is handed out, and we can both sit there and go, man, we our brackets were so close and we both sucked. <laughs> or we sit there and go, dude, let's flex, dude. Our brackets was this shit.
1: <laughs> I could potentially be schmoozed into that. Hey, now. oh Hell yeah.
0: So uh, I, I don't know. Wish everybody a really good summer and uh, spring and summer. And hopefully uh, if you play the bracket game, hope you do well. If you root for a, a baseball team, hope you do well uh what what else is there to root for 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 the spring and summer um soccer yeah.
1: if that's your thing
0: who what did you say soccer soccer i mean okay i don't know may eighth yeah to Tobt so that that that's literally the best. I mean, again, Nick nolenberger is gonna be on with Lacey and Ian on Wednesday. That's gonna be fun because it's gonna be a big wrap of the Barracuda season, which, let's be honest, was kind of entertaining, intriguing. It was fun to watch. But May eighth, yeah, that's gonna be the big one. Um, and uh, enjoy. Anybody and everybody on the May eighth show that is not named AJ or Jerk, because we're not going to be there. We're gonna. Be, what are we going to be doing on May eighth? Are we gonna? Uh, we're, we're one of us at the very least is gonna, probably going to be at a craps table. That sound about right.
1: Um. Yeah. You know. I. I, I might have to. Uh, I might have to get after a little bit. <laughs> hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so with
0: that, uh, man, I'm taking too long to get out of here because it's our last one. I know we're not going to be talking to these people for like six months,
1: so we... unless you join the Discord, oh yeah, Discord, <laughs> and and it's already you know some of the the regulars in there you know have already uh, committed to ensuring that the entertainment um, will continue during the summer.
0: Nice solid and there there's a shit ton of memes that really for some reason spend way too much time making fun of me but that's okay i'm a big boy i can
1: deal with it i'm i'm seriously considering it's funny you mentioned that i'm considering are you
0: going to open up another channel with like aj memes only
1: no 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 i was thinking <laughs> about doing like a doing like a not maybe not a channel but like a thread off of like the 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 channel that it drops you into when you join the server like <laughs> doing like a spin-off thread. That's just like all the, all of like the discord lore. <laughs> Cause, Cause dude, there's a lot of stuff in there where Christ. like out of con out of context, it's like, like, like if I were to say, like, if I were to say to you believe right now, would you know what that means?
0: I think it has something to do with Justin Bieber. Oh,
1: okay. So yes, that you're not technically wrong, but believe it's a thing just out of context. You're like, what the hell does that mean? But I guarantee you the regulars in the discord, are going to start popping off in the chat as soon as I said the word "believe." You just got to give it however much time it takes. Okay, but that's that the whole thing. You
0: literally them. said the word to me. I told you what I what it
1: meant to me. Right. No. And and so I'm why totally are you going to roast
0: me because of what I said?
1: No, no, no. It's no. It's not. No, 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 no. It's not a roast. It's saying, "Hey, you know, the Discord server has kind of, you know, it's are kind you... of got its own personality."
0: <laughs> oh, it does. Lacey, are you fucking serious?
1: <laughs> Pucknologist <laughs> one, no spaces, no capitals, and that's the number.
0: Yeah. Oh, again, you know what? That's a good sign-off. Uh, if you you want to join our playoff bracket, Twitter Teal Town USA. It's the pin tweet. You can go hit it up there. Get into our NHL bracket challenge. The password Pucknologist one. There's no capitals, right? No, no capitals, no spaces. All right. So Pucknologist number one. Yeah. Pucknologist number one there you go that's your uh, h- how many uh, folks we got in there last time I looked it was uh, somewhere in the 20s maybe uh, 41 oh love it love it so get and, your, and get the, your, it, get your picks in
1: and you you have so obviously it's gonna lock uh, let me see it looks like it's gonna lock um, after all of the game ones have been completed. So that would be Wednesday the nineteenth at midnight Eastern, I'm assuming.
0: Fuck, I would have thought it would have locked as soon as the puck drops for the very first game.
1: That's what I would thought. I would think too. But I mean, mm. if you if you say, you know, if you say Oh, really? Avalanche, did Ian hit this shit last year? He did, yeah. He said Colorado over Tampa.
0: Oh did yeah, but I remember Lacey like breaking his arm to pat his own back last year too. He he made well, so- a pick.
1: Well, I said I had Colorado-Tampa in the final as well, but I said Tampa was going to win.
0: Oh, there you go. Yo, yeah, I remember putting you uh, out in front of uh, Amelie Arena. Yeah. All right. So, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Every <coughs> sp- sending, sending? No, no, no. Thank you so much for spending your Sunday nights with us. We definitely. How much do you appreciate that? That you know? Hey. For the longest time, jerk has somewhere to go on a Sunday evening.
1: No, you know what? It is, you know, it's it fun is, to look forward to, right? No, it, it totally is because it's like, again, I, you know, you and I kind of look at ourselves the same way, right? It's like just these,
2: these guys who just for and,
1: yeah. for some reason, you know, log onto the internet and just talk and, and you know, just babble, for some reason, babble, babble. right. And for some reason, you know, that's, it's really compelling to a lot of people, which is, <laughs> it's <laughs> awesome. You know, our it's, apologies, it's... <laughs> but no, it, it's kind of cool. It's in, in an appreciative way where it's like, man, like, you know, like uh, not, not to say that we're changing lives or anything, but like we, you know, have a pot <sighs> where like we have a positive effect on other, you know, on other people. A quick example is, you know, there've been, I I've seen multiple messages where it's, you know, again, going back to our discord server, somebody in the discord will say like, Hey, I was having a crappy day you guys were making me laugh my ass off and I'm like that's what we're going for you know
0: well dude imagine the disinformation that we could actually destroy if this was streamed daily on the San Jose Sharks fan Facebook page (laughs) oh my lord the disinformation misinformation that we could take care of oh so thank you so much for listening have a fantastic playoff. I hope your bracket wins. Have a, an incredible off season. Enjoy your spring and summer. Uh, get the get the beach bod that you've always wanted. Get the uh, the mental stability from going out and just breathing air and riding the bike and and doing all of the fun things to do during spring and summer concerts, all of that stuff. Uh, I want to say uh, stick taps to Puck Guy. Ian, Jewels, Landy, Dana, Mark, Lacey, everybody who uh, held it together on nights that weren't Sunday. (laughs) Right? Pretty
2: much.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so uh, thanks so much to everybody who uh, held held it down. I know, dude, because Ian, I thought he was going to take a hostage in that last week. (laughs) He was so tired of talking about this team. So we thank you so much, and uh, good luck on everything during your off season. Until next time, from the bottom of our absolute teal hearts, we say this.